Hello, everybody. Hi there. Welcome back to Partners in Crit. My name is Miles. My name is Gibby. And this is our fifth episode of the podcast. Yay, number five. It is once again my turn to play a character for a story that Gibby, uh, in partnership with Emma, have kind of co-collaborated on. Yes. So Emma Cole helped me a lot with this. Um, I needed help. <laughs> and Emma's a writer, so... Thanks, Emma. Um, So, yeah, we are today doing a murder mystery. I I have never done... Anytime I've ever done a murder mystery, it has been with Gibby and Emma to some extent. So me doing it on my own for the first time will be interesting. You know what? I think you're going to do just fine because um, it's... Like, I I wrote a lot of this... (laughs) So, um, how hard can it be? Uh, I'm kidding, but, uh, yeah. So, we begin. Welcome, one and all, to the Luwe family estate mansion, currently owned and occupied by Lyle Luwe. The mansion is large, full of secrets and history, and is hauntingly beautiful as it sits on the cliffside in Golston, an eerie town guarded by stationary, non-magical golem statues. This evening, the Golston Society of the Rich and Magical, a secret and magical group of the wealthiest in town, will be gathering at the Luwe estate. The president of the society has called you all to form a group decision on a matter of the utmost importance for the society's continuation. On Hallow's Eve, in a place on a hill above the outskirts of town, anything could happen. So... We're going to begin not with a character description from Miles, but from a mansion description by me. Get ready for some information. I'm going to try to do this as fast as I can. The Luway Estate is a massive four-level manor. To the naked eye, the wood in the windows of the manor appear to have intricate styles and designs carved into them. But secretly, the manor is covered in protection ruins and wards. There are wards to prevent teleportation into the manor, and also wards to keep intruders out, especially locking the manor up from physical and magical entry at will. The manor is covered in greenery. Vines and moss grow all over the beautiful gray and black bricks. Beautiful vines grow up over a huge arch at the entryway to the manor. There are also two huge seven-foot stained glass windows at the fourth level, leading up from the fourth level is a tall tower that contains the Lue Library and Study. Upon entry on the first floor, you would be met with a large area with two guest rooms to the right and a large dining room to the left that has a beautiful wooden archway for entry and also leads to a kitchen, the maid's quarters, and a sunroom that leads out to the garden near the back, past the staircase that leads up to the other floors. The second level of those stairs has two more guest rooms, one to the left and one to the right, a large bathroom, and at the very top of the stairs, a smoking room. The third level has two guest rooms, both off to the right, a large bathroom to the left, and in the center at the top of the stairs, there is a large observatory that has a view of the area behind the mansion, which mostly consists of the ocean. We're on a an ocean-sized cl- ocean side cliff. 
On the fourth level, there is Lyle's bedroom and his own personal bathroom. So how the staircase kind of works is it leads up from the first level to the second. The staircase then leads around. Like, you have to go around to the other side of, like, this landing to get to another set of stairs that leads up to the third level. So all the stairs are going in the same direction, but you have to go to the other side of the room once you're at the top. So let's say you enter at the top, you have to go around to go up more stairs, around to go up more stairs, until you get to the top where there's um, a winding, uh, like, spiral staircase to the tower. Okay, we begin in the mansion. You, Lyle, are on a large love seat in the corner of your dining room, sipping some tea and having some pre-dinner biscuits. Martha's running around and doing things, uh, preparing for the guests to arrive. She's dusting in the corner. Martha McDougal is your maid. Martha is a bugbear. She is um, tall. She's black and brown. She wears a cute little apron. And she's very, very sweet. Um, so you are expecting guests as it is your turn to host the monthly meeting for the Golston Society of the Rich and Magical. Would you please describe your character? Lyle LeWay is pr- very, very much like me. A bit of a tall, wiry redhead with slightly pastel, like, magenta eyes. Um, probably as part of his magical inheritance um he likes darker colors when it comes to clothing especially for vests um always dressed very well uh ever since his family came into wealth um and he is a level eight abjurative wizard the school of abjuration is something that brought his family to prominence in Uh, the aristocracy. Yeah. He's a courtier. He's a courtier. Amazing. Thank you so much. So that's Lyle. So imagine this like tall man lounging on a love seat, just like being catered to by his uh, bugbear maid, Martha. So um, Martha's like, uh, she comes over to you with more hot water for your mug. She pours into your cup and, um, she says, Master Louis, everything is prepared for the evening. We now await their arrival. Have we have we heard of any of the cars coming up the way? Or are oh, they still a ways off? I will go check immediately, Master Louis. And then Martha is cut off by the ringing of the doorbell. Huh? Ah, I shall see to the guests, Master. And she scurries away and returns a moment later with Steward Bigglesworth, a high elven warlock, the most notorious of your entire group as well as being your society's president. Good evening, Sir Louis. I can see a rather large cleanup has occurred since my last visit. Very good, very good. Your bugbear does a decent job, that's for certain. Yes. Martha does quite a lovely job around here, considering it's, you know, just her, and the the size and the entirety of the mansion is quite a bit of a job, but she does well. Yes, perhaps a second maid would do you some good. Um, do you want to know more about Stuart? Um, well, so far I know that he's a high elf warlock and he's the society's president. Mm-hmm. So roll some history for me. Are you being called? No, that was Duolingo. Oh. <laughs> Alright, history check? Yep. Yeah. Just a good old... Ba, ba, ba. Just give me a 
questions. All right, I get a plus five to history. That is going to be an 18. Wow, very good roll. Okay, Stuart is... Let me tell you about Stuart. Stuart's a land baron, um, which is a fancy 1930s way of saying he's a landlord. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, he owns a lot of properties. Very, very rich. <sighs> Stuart's not, like, hated, but, like, he's kind of an ass, and you know that a lot of people in the group kind of just put up with him. But he is the richest, and he does bring in a lot of money for the society, so you keep him around. He's not really... He doesn't ever go out of his way to be polite, and he he hates, and this is something you do know, he will never admit he's wrong when he is wrong. He'll find a way around it. Um, so you and Stuart are gonna... You guys chat for a while... Um, Martha brings you some more tea. She serves Stuart some tea. Says, like, oh, thank you, bugbear. Um, <laughs> doesn't ever call Martha by her name because... So bitch. you're no less kind than last time. Ha ha ha, jokes. Um, and then uh, the doorbell rings once again. Sorry, where are we at the moment? You are sitting in the dining room on a love seat. Yeah. Um, Martha's been, like... Uh, setting the table and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Martha scutters over to the door, returns with Gail Easterly and Harriet Galay. Gail Easterly. And Harriet Galay. So you know Gail and Harriet to be inseparable friends. They always show up together. They've always been, like, drinking beforehand, before they've come. Like, they're they're just two, two peas in a pod. Um, so Gail is a renowned socialite known for hosting extravagant parties and charitable, charitable events. Um, so Gail's, uh, like a medium height. She has like a, a blonde bob. Um, she's always wearing like a red lipstick, um, and always dressed to the nines as everyone that will arrive is. She comes up to you and says, Mr. Louie, a pleasure to be welcomed into your home. Come here, kisses. (laughs) And she passes Martha two large bottles of ghost and wine. Um, a gift. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Welcome to the manor. Oh, thank you. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> so, Gail, um, uh, do you want... Let's roll some history for Gail. See what you know about Gail. 17. 17. So, 20, 22. Yeah, okay, you know it all. Um... So Gail um, is the daughter of a famous actor who has now since passed, and that's how she got her wealth, and that's all you really know about Gail. She's just, she's kind of, like, um, fluttery. She's, like, not ever really serious. She's, like, very surfacey, and she's always the star of the show, and she loves to sing for everybody. Lovely. Yeah. So Harriet comes up behind her um, and says... Gail, Mr. Louis certainly would rather eat his appetizer than to kiss your cheek, no? Bonjour, Monsieur Louis. A pleasure. Bonjour, mademoiselle. The pleasure as always. Always, always. Oh, God, these accents are going to be the enemy. So, uh, roll history for... Um, actually, let's... Harriet. Harriet. Harriet Gelly. Ah, yeah. Roll, roll. So, they come in... Uh, Gail gives Martha the wine. Harriet comes up behind Gail and kind of like pokes fun at her. Roll, you can roll history to know more about Gail, um, like her history and stuff. Or you can roll insight to see like stuff about her at the second. I'd like to know a little more about her as a person. As a person? Okay, roll yeah. history then. 
in profile. Plus five? That's an eight. Um, Harriet's an architect, and uh, that's all you really know. So am I able to, do I know, like, if my contribution to this society is me being an abjurative wizard and whatever, whatever specialties that comes along with, do I know, do I know, like, I know, I know that Stuart uh, Bigglesworth Mm -hmm. is a a warlock, so I imagine that's, you know, he's a little more combative. Uh, Do I know, Oh yeah. what, what, what do Gale and Harriet contribute to the society magically? Um, okay, so Gail is an Air Genasi. She's a bard. Okay. Harriet is a tiefling artificer. Ooh. And you, looking at them, you'd never know that they were these races because they have magic covering their true features. Now, as they enter into your mansion, it disappears because the ruins on the mansion, as one enters, reveals the person's true form. Yeah. So that no one can come in disguise. Um, it's just a security measure. So they know they're safe to come in in that there won't be any non-magical people. Mm-hmm. In in Golston, you were the only magical people that you know of. It's kind of like Harry Potter where, like, the people who aren't magical don't know right. about magic. So they don't know about magic. And it, your your society, part of your society's goal is to keep them from knowing about magic. Yeah. Because it's so powerful. So... Yeah, that's what you know about them. Stuart, I think, I told you he's a high elf. Yeah, and like even him, you can't tell that he's a high elf. Um, Just a tall, angular character. Exactly. Tall, angular. Uh, Gail is kind of like medium height. Um, She, like, as she walks in, like her skin is blue. Um, She has like, she still has blonde hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Harriet it has red red skin, like a bright red skin, and black horns, and black hair, like long flowing black hair. What was the what was the the wine that? Uh, um, it's Gale just some of? like Golston, like local wine. Mm-hmm. Just like you didn't really look at it. Did you want to look at it? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Martha's carrying it away, so you could just like catch up with Martha. I'm gonna catch up with Martha and say, Martha. Do please put those next to the other several dozen bottles that Gail has brought with us and <sighs> bust out some of the, the finer wine. This is, a, as I hear, a special occasion. Yes, yes. This is quite fine wine, sir. It's very good. Well, I prefer mine. Okay. Uh, of course, of course, you prefer yours. Thank you, Martha. Oh, no worries. Um, and Martha scurries off to do your bidding. Okay, um, so Martha goes off with the wine. Um, she's, she then comes back and shows them into some seats in the Grand Hall, which is, like, super open. There's paintings on the walls, you marble flooring. Gorgeous. Like, just the most gorgeous. Like, everything, everything is decorated in gold and red, velvet, uh, some black velvet on this, on the seats as well. Like, the doorknobs are crystal, like... Gorgeous, gorgeous dark wood doors. The the walls are also a dark wood. And you all begin to socialize and schmooze. And the doorbell rings once again. So Martha scurries off. And she's like, oh, the door. <laughs> and she goes off. And she returns with two more people in tow. So Tiffany Watts. She's a wood elf druid who hides her ears using magic usually. But the mansion reveals her true form. Um, she's charitable. And she's she's quite um, kind. Uh, did you want to know more about her? 
Do a little history check. Yeah. Okay. 17, 22 again. Okay. Um, so Tiffany is an environmentalist. Um, she's very dedicated to her causes. She um, spends a lot of time, like, trying to help uh, endangered, like, plant life, that sort of thing. Um, and she she comes up to you and she says, Hi, Mr. Luway. Hello, Tiffany. It's been quite a long time. How's that reforestation project going on? Very good. Wonderful to hear. A pleasure to have you. Thanks, Mr. Louie. It's always a pleasure. And she goes over and she sits with Gail and Harriet and they do some catching up. Um, and behind Tiffany walks in Harold Hamburg. So doc- Dr. Harold Hamburg. He's a halfling cleric. Just looks like a short guy. And if you'd like to know more about him... Instead of as a halfling... Halfling cleric, he is an American doctor for the rich and famous. Living in Golston to escape the big city. Yeah. Need to know something about my guests, but we'll see what a 10 gets me. A uh, 10? Um, you just know that he's an American doctor for the rich and famous living in Golston. Like a private doctor? Yeah. Um, so he comes up to you and he says, um, I hope you're doing well, Mr. Louay. And you as well. A pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I expect some good wine. Mm. None of the things that Gail brings us every so often, only the finest that the Louay Manor can provide. Jesus, that's so rude. Um, sure, sure, Mr. Louay. And he kind of gives you like a weird look and he walks over. Make an insight check. Why doesn't he love me? Because you were just a dick. Roll your die. It's, it's rich people joke fun. That one. That one. Um, you don't know. You think he's, you think he's uh, doesn't like your tie. Oh my God, Martha, Martha. Uh, uh, yes, Mister Louis. Go get my um, oh, what is it? The the my my burgund my burgundy and black bow tie. Oh, of course, Mister Louis. Of course. And she like. It's the it's an emergency. Pop haste. She truly runs up the stairs and like all of the guests like look at her weird as she bolts it up the stairs it is an emergency martha knows this so you all talk for a while um guests like kind of like are like wandering up to their rooms to put their things for the night because these meetings often go to the early morning hours Mm. and yeah do a perception check for me just a general perception check yeah it's not that's not the modifier i want to see that is an 11. 11? Um, yeah, you just see, like, people are kind of wandering, like, in the dining room. Like, people are just doing what they do at parties. They, like, chat in different rooms and, like, like are, like, complimenting the, the, the silverware. And, like, some people have gone upstairs to put their bags upstairs. Some people, like, peek their heads into the kitchen to see what Martha's, like, cooking. And Martha comes back down and she's like... <laughs> get out of the kitchen. Like, she, she keeps... So, um, she shoes a few people out of the kitchen. Um, and, um, yeah, so Martha begins to set the table and appetizers and the glasses of wine for dinner onto the table. And, uh, Tiffany comes over to you and she says, um, Sir Louay, has Clifford informed you that he won't be attending the meeting? It is unlikely not to be early. Clifford being... Clifford Irwin. Clifford Irwin. Fun fact, my nickname in high school was Clifford. And you know that Clifford is a, a an oil baron. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Oil baron and what's his uh what's his racing class? Um Clifford is a half orc barbarian. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. 
He just, like, in his, like, human-looking form, he truly just looks like a massive dude. Um, in, like, a... He always wears, like, very big suits. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I turn, uh, I, like, look at Tiffany and I say, no, I, I, I didn't hear that he wouldn't be attending. I thought this was a rather important meeting. Um, Harriet comes up as well and she says, uh, have... Fuck, these accents are going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Um, Have any of you uh, seen Clifford? No, I... uh, Tiffany just informed me that he wasn't going to be attending, which is not something that I was made aware of. Tiffany goes, oh, no, Mr. Louie, everyone thinks he's attending. Did he not just arrive already? Uh, He's not... He hasn't arrived yet? Arrived? Sure. Arrived? Arrived. Uh, if he has arrived, he is hiding somewhere in the manor because he is not here with us. <laughs> and they both laugh. They say, like, uh, Harry goes, Clifford is a very large man. Hiding is not really his forte. I do believe we would hear Martha finding him and bringing him here. Um, Martha comes up behind you and goes, I'm very, per- I'm very perceptive. Um, okay, so, yeah, you see, uh, Stuart goes over to the table, um, while you guys are chatting, and he grabs a glass from his, like, spot, um, at the table, and he says, gather round, gather round, everybody grab a glass and join me, I have an announcement. Of course he does. So, everyone goes and grabs their glasses, and they're, like, holding them up, because he's, like, holding his up, and that's what fancy people do, um... Thank you all for attending this meeting. It is perhaps fitting that Clifford is not here, as I would like to announce my engagement to the beautiful Clarissa Garland. And, like, the room kind of goes silent. Roll an insight check. The DC is very low. (laughs) Just don't roll a one. Just don't roll a one. Uh, Nine, that'll do it. Or six. Eleven. Eleven will do it. Um, Clarissa is Clifford's ex-wife. That you know she left Clifford for Stuart. <laughs> As in broke up and then got together? Or no, no, cuckolded? no, no. They like cuckold. They cuckolded Clifford. Oof. Um, okay. Um, um, and then uh, like he like raises it high and everyone's like getting ready to drink it. And the doorbell rings and Martha says, oh, hold on, hold that thought, please. Everyone just kind of goes, oh, okay, I guess. Um, and she rushes over to the door and returns very quickly with Clifford in tow. And Martha says, uh, Mr. Irwin, your beverage is on the table. They were just about to do a toast. Um, Clifford seems a little flustered and says, oh, I, 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 what's his accent? Once I, I gotta figure that one out. You have it written down? I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he says, oh, I do apologize for being so tardy. Please continue. Um, he grabs his glass quickly and, um, Stuart says, truly, we were done with the speaking. And now we drink cheers. And everyone goes, cheers. And you all, like, drink the, the wine that Martha brought. You, like, smell it and you realize, okay, Martha did give me the wine I asked for. Um, so you all drink the wine. It's like a, a... Can I make a general insight check after that announcement? Yeah. 21. 21. Um, the room is kind of... He kind of sucked all the air out of the room. Yeah. Uh, not Clifford, but Stuart. Like, yeah, and Clifford it, doesn't know. Clifford came in afterwards. He doesn't know. As but far as you he, know. Does he know that um, Stuart and... Yes. Okay. He knows that he's been cuckolded. 
unfortunately. Just says no to what extent as of now. Um, yeah, he doesn't realize that, like, okay. yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know about the announcement. You assume because he wasn't in the room. Yeah. He was outside, probably walking up to the door. Okay. Um, so you all drink the wine. Um, it has hints of, like, pine. And it's, like, got, like, this, like, deep cherry flavor. It's your favorite wine. Um, and you keep fucking loads of bottles of it. Um, like, like a cellar? Like, you don't have a cellar, but in your kitchen you have, like, a wine closet, which is, like, like a walk-in f- cold fridge, but for wine. Ooh. Yeah. So you're all, like chatting, enjoying your wine, you're all um, headed over to the table, because Martha says, like, okay, dinner's ready, everybody, come over to the table, Um, and you all begin to head over, and then um, you hear, bang, and you turn around, and Gail hits the floor, she's unconscious. Um, Screams, gasps, fill the room, Martha rushes to the kitchen for an ice pack. Bang, as in? She hits the floor. Okay. Not like a gun. No. Okay. You just hear a body hit the floor. And that was Gail. And that was Gail. Yeah. So you, um, do you want to go over and check on her? Yeah. Can I do a... Obviously, Harold goes over as well, because he's a doctor. Right. Um, can I, in that case, I assume Harold has better medicine than I do? He does, yeah. So I'll give him, I'd like to give Harold the help action in... I'd like to give Harold the help action and then make an insight check uh, on what he gets from Gail. Okay, perfect. Um, so you walk over to Gail with Harold. Well, you don't walk over. You rush over. And then you feel woozy. Like, your your eyes feel heavy. You see out of the corner of your eye, bang, Clifford hits the floor. Bang, Stuart hits the floor. Harold is holding on to you as he hits the floor. And then all you see is blackness. You are unconscious. Uh, <laughs> his face, guys. You should see his face. I do love my wine. <laughs> um, his face is priceless right now. I just want to say. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, blackness. You don't hear anything. You're not dreaming. You just sort of, like, you start to wake up to, like, people like someone's fanning gail is fanning you she's awake now everyone's kind of like standing over you i'm so, concerned wait. like harold is like giving you like a little bit of an iv because like you, so harold everyone everybody knocked out you're assuming everyone hit the floor does that include martha you don't know okay you you saw you saw gail stewart harold and i think i said harriet yeah. Okay. No, that Gail, Clifford, Stewart, and Harold, and then you. But not Harriet. Well, you don't know. Okay. You went unconscious. Um, so you, you start to wake up, and you're looking around, and you're, like, squeezing your eyes, and it's hard to see, um, and uh, Harold's standing over, and he goes, oh, you are you okay? You hit your head. Yes. Uh, perhaps that particular casket of wine was... A little overdue and moldy. What happened? Uh, uh, Harriet uh, looks at you and says, Everybody passed out and Stuart is dead. Yeah, you're you're just like so confused. Um, What do you mean dead? He's dead. Is he? Is where? Where are we? In the dining room. 
You oh. everyone was headed towards the table to to get ready for dinner, and then you started passing out. But we woke up in the exact same spot. You wo- you woke up or you hit the floor, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, can stu- I... and Stewart's on the floor where he was. Is there any blood? Can I make an no. investigate? There's no. Yeah, investigate. Sure. All right. What are you investigating? His body. Yeah. See if I can find any sure. signs. Ooh, actually, can I do an Arcana check? Yeah, on his body. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty. Um. I mean, Stuart's a warlock, so, like, he gives off a bit of, like, an arcane glow, but there's not really, um... Well, actually, you you pick up, like, a... Like, a weird, um... No, actually, you don't, you don't pick up anything arcane. Um, just okay. that he's, like, a warlock, and you can kind of sense the magic, like, leaving his body, because he is dead. Right. I look around to everybody else, uh, and I say... Has he just died? When? How how long have I been unconscious? We were all unconscious too, Mr. Louay. I we are, don't. Are there any clocks? I'm assuming that's the clock around. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh. Tiffany. Tiffany kind of looks at the clock. Um. And says like, uh, I I think we were out for an hour. Martha. Uh, Martha. Martha's right there, and Martha speaks up and says, "Mr. Louay, are you okay?" Yes, I'm fine. Just uh. Another bump she, on the like, head, I she, suppose. She like touches back of your head, like feels for blood, and like you okay? Oh my goodness! She 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 looks like completely just devastated um, that someone has died in a house that she's in charge of. Um, yeah, Martha 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 says, um, "I I I did not pass out, Mister Lewis. I didn't drink the wine, but." You all hit the floor, and I, I checked all your pulses, and Stuart was the only one who died. I would like to... I have one spell here that I... What is that? Um, speak with dead corpse. Okay. Sorry, just let me read it. Okay, cool. All right, so say the spell that you have. So I'm going to cast... Uh, no, I think I... Uh, people are, like, like, chatting and, like... Everyone's like super like the uh, gales and tears, and she's like rubbing her head. She hit her head really bad. Um, it, Harold, every, Harold's I, back up. Everyone's up. Okay. Uh, Cliff, uh, Clifford comes over and he says, "Mister Louis, I was the first one to awake." Uh, okay. We all just hit the floor. And did Stewart snap his neck on the way down? Why is he the one that's dead and none of us are? Well, I don't know. Can I make an insight check on Clifford? Yeah. 17. Uh, he's just in shock. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, is Harold, uh, I look to Harold and I say, have, have you, have you examined Steward yet? Yes, Mr. Louay. Uh, there isn't anything abnormal about him. I mean, I, uh, he'll do a, he'll do a roll. I'll give him the help action. Sure. Um, okay, uh, Harold, you know, says, um, you know, looking at his body, it, it seems like poison. But why him in particular and none of us? He shrugs, he doesn't know. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to, Gail's the one that brought the wine, right? And that's the one, that's the wine that we had. No, you asked Martha to change the wine. Right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to Martha and say, Martha, what wine did you serve? Mr. Louis, I used the wine that you asked me to use. Right. I changed it immediately. We did not drink Gale Easterly's wine. 
did we touch? Did you? Did anybody come into contact with the glasses or the wine before between the time when you had poured it and it was served to us? Uh, uh, you asked me to go change your tie. I ran upstairs, but I came right back down. Surely there's not enough time to poison a glass of wine. Surely not. Thank you, Martha. Um, okay, I I go around and kind of check up on how other people are doing. Um, well, people, people have started to, like, panic a little bit, and, like, um... Clifford's kind of like talking to Gail and Harold and they're all like, okay, yeah, uh, we're going to go check upstairs. We're going to look. Everyone's assuming that like a murderer's on the loose. Um, Tiffany, uh, you don't know where Tiffany is. You don't see her around. She wasn't there when we woke up. uh, She was. She's wandered off. Okay. Um, And uh, Martha and Harriet are like downstairs Harriet's kind of like upset she's very upset um because this traumatic thing has just happened and um so yeah people are kind of like spreading out and investigating now were the were the wine glasses was it a sip or is there still some left in the uh it's all over the fucking floor as well yeah there's some in the glasses there's it's all over the fucking floor it's yeah it's a mess in here but you could definitely did you want to look at the wine glasses Yes. Okay. And I guess I'll do a... Are you going to look at each one individually, one by one? I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at, say, mine and then Stewart's. Okay. Do a, an investigation check. 17. Um, whose wine are you looking at right now? Uh, I'm looking at mine. Okay, so yours, um... There is some sort of, like, arcane energy. You can't put your finger on it. Oh. From an in... Okay. Uh, And I'm going to then look at... um, Knowing that there's a bit of arcane energy coming off of it, I'm going to look at Steward's glass and make an arcana check. Uh, Sure. Thirteen. Nothing arcane about his drink. Nothing about his. You don't sense any arcana coming from his glass. Do I sense arcana coming, like, any sort of arcane magic coming from the other glasses? Uh, do another check. That's an arcana check. That's going to be 14. Yep. The other ones have the same arcane glow as yours. But not... But, yeah, but not Stuart's. Okay. Do an an investigation check on Stuart's glass for me 21 um Stuart's glass you're like looking at it you're looking at like because there's still some in the glass like it tipped over and they're like these bowl like wine glasses they're very fancy so like there's still some in it and you're looking at it the colors off and you remember what Harold said he said it was some sort of poison and you're smelling it um and you know that smell. It smells like deadly nightshade, or uh, sometimes it's called belladonna. Belladonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am going to go to... I'm going to go over to... Tiffany wandered off. Yeah, Tiffany. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to turn to everybody and say, has anybody seen uh, Tiffany? The only people there are Martha and Harriet. Martha... 
be a dear and find Tiffany for me? Or <laughs> sure. at least let me know where she is. Uh, sure. I will start. Uh, I would like to have a word with her. I'll start to my quarters and I'll make my way out. Um, and um, Harriet's going to go with her. Okay. So you're just sitting by yourself in the ground hall now. I'm going to find... I'm going to go find Harold, wherever he is. Yeah, you don't know. You're going to have to... Okay. So on this floor, on this floor is, let me tell you, on the first floor, two guest bedrooms to the right, Mm -hmm. the dining room, Mm -hmm. a kitchen, Mm -hmm. the maid's quarters, and a sunroom in the garden in in the back. Would I know if we have Belladonna Nightshade in the garden? Um, roll history because you don't grow your own plants. Uh, grow yeah, roll. It's gonna be a high check because you really wouldn't know this. Um, you're a rich guy who doesn't tend to his own garden. History. Mm-hmm. Eleven. Um, you think maybe there's a chance. Just for the novelty. But you'd you'd have to go look if you wanted. No. Okay. Like you could do an investigate check in the garden if you wanted. I will... Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Message on Harold. Uh, uh, if he's within 120 feet of me. How far is 120 feet? 120 feet would be... I'm going to say he's not. It's like Not within... Not within 24 squares? No. It's a fucking huge mansion. Right. Okay. If he's anywhere on the second level, at least, you won't be able to message him. All right. Uh, I will... Go investigate. Uh, you said this this floor had the sunroom. Yeah. I'm gonna go see if anybody's in the sunroom. Okay. Um. So you wander over the sunrooms, like at the back of. So like you, when you enter, there's the stairwell, and then if you go past the stairwell, not up it, you can get to the sunroom. It's got like a glass door leading to it. It's very beautiful. Um, the sunrooms, it's like reminiscent of like a greenhouse, but it's not warm like a greenhouse and it's not green like a greenhouse. Um, it is a large decadent couch with an ashtray by it on an end table, gorgeous rug. That's a family heirloom. Um, it's very dark in here though. It's probably like late night. Yeah. I'll do an investigation check for me. Yeah. Not entering. I'm just like at the at the door, looking sure. in. Yeah. Investigate. Seventeen. Um. Seventeen. Yeah. So you're looking like. Have you opened the doors? Are you looking through? I've opened the doors, but I haven't walked into the room. Okay. Um. The lamp in the corner that's usually on at this time of night, because Martha likes to keep the place like illuminated, so you don't have to go turn lamps on by yourself. Um. It's not on, and it's like. You can't really see it that well, but you can tell it's, like, moved. It's, like, not centered like it normally would be on the end table. Uh, I, uh, it's a bad idea. I'm not going to go turn it on yet. I'm going to go, you said there's two guest rooms here, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go investigate the guest rooms. Uh, they're locked because people are keeping their possessions in there. Martha has the keys, probably. I'll go. I'll go turn the turn the lamp on in the sunroom. Um. Okay. So you walk into the sunroom. It, you love this. Room. And I'd like to ready in action. Sure. What are you readying? Uh, an attack. 
Okay, what specifically are you readying, and what do you? What will be the trigger for this? Um. So, what would you like to do, and when are you going to do it? It's like if this happens, I want to do this. I would like to prepare to cast a uh, a cantrip. Okay. Um. Which one specifically? Blade Ward. Okay. Oh, I know Blade Ward. Yeah. And it gives me resistances to physical types of damage. Yep. Okay. I would like to prepare that as Dealt an action. by what? Just let me read it for a sec. Uh, until your end of your turn, your resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing attack damage dealt by weapon attacks. Okay, cool. So I'd like to prepare that as an action, and the it'll be reacting to an attack. An attack on you. Yes. Okay. Um, so you turn the light on, and... Um, you hear, like, something behind you. I turn around. You hear, like, a grinding sound. You don't see anything. Is it not in the room? Uh, roll investigate. Thirteen. Um, you see, like, you see, like, bits of stone falling above the door. Is there, is there, like, a blade or something coming through... The ceiling? No, you see above the door something that's not usually there. A gargoyle. And his head is turning upside down. And he's looking at you and he opens his eyes and he's staring straight at that light. And he jumps at you, roll initiative. I was about to ask, is this gargoyle the one that's usually in the house? Nope. Not that you know of. 20. Okay, you're going to go first. All right. Well, you're going to... So you're going to get use your reaction. So, because he's going... He wants to attack you, so... Right, so as my reaction, um, which is the prepared action I had, I'm casting Blade Ward. Okay. Which gives me uh, advantage against physical attacks. So you get... What is it against what kind of damage? Bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Okay, so that halves any damage he does to you? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that was my reaction for my action... I am going to... Oh, this isn't good. No. I don't have any... I don't have any combat. I don't really have any combat spells. Do you have a weapon? I do. I have a dagger. All right. Get your dagger out. I'm going to... It's like a small gargoyle. It's not large. Mm. It's enough that, like, you didn't see it. It's slashing. Slashing doesn't do very good against stone. Okay, um, I will, I'll cast Blade Ward, and then I will make an attack with my dagger. Oh, okay. Um, I would like to note, um, oh, I forgot very crucial detail about, um, about Lyle. Uh, when he casts magic, in, in the mundane world, he has these sort of, like, twilight dark blue tattoos going around going all down his arms sort okay. of like sleeves and whenever he casts uh whenever he casts magic they glow to like a like a fiery neon teal sort okay. of and his focus like his magical focus is a his arcane focus his arcane focus is a wooden pipe so does he hit his pipe and then cast blade ward um, just holding his pipe in his left hand, um, he Does he? Uh, he sort of traces like the symbol 
in front of him by like sucking on the pipe and then blowing out the smoke. Yeah. Uh, and then he whips out his uh, hunting knife dagger from yeah. his side and goes to attack the gargoyle. Okay, and roll two hit. Uh, 18. Yep, that hits. All right, that's... I don't think I get to attack twice. Okay. So it's going to be 1d4. Sorry, that was the wrong dice. Oh, that's fine. Four. Uh, plus one, so five. Five? All right. Now it's a gargoyle's turn, and he's, he, like, and he, like, sharp, like, puts his claws out like a little vampire, and he's coming at you. Of all the gargoyles I know on the property, you're new. Um, does a, <laughs> does a, does a, uh, a seven hit you? No. <laughs> Not even close. So. All right. So he, like, um, comes at you and you, like, kind of just step out of the way. And then he, like, slowly turns back towards you and goes... <laughs> very dexterous, are you? I'm... Yeah. I'll just uh, attack it again and kind of shout over my shoulder. Anybody else having a problem with gargoyles? <laughs> 19. Oh, that hits. Poor little gargoyle. Hmm. Killing him. It's his problem. One, two. Okay. Um, this gargoyle's gonna go. Okay. Does a does an eight hit you? No. I'm rolling like garbage. All right. Uh, how's it how's it looking damage wise? Uh, doesn't look hurt. It, it's a stone monster. You don't know. Okay. I am going to cast. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Hold Person. Okay. It's not a person. A human. It's it, Gargoyle is humanoid, isn't it? Um, he's an elemental. One sec. Is a Gargoyle humanoid? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to cast Hold Person. So that Gargoyle needs to make a... Wisdom saving throw, or be paralyzed for one minute. Okay. Uh, his spell save uh, is 16. Um, okay, he... Sorry, I'm doing math. Uh, no, he rolled a 15. All right. So, uh, yeah, Lyle sort of takes another puff from his pipe and then throws his hand out and paralyzes the uh, gargoyle. Uh, it stops midair. <sighs> And then it kind of drops to the ground and just sort of sits there. All right, you've got one minute. Right. Uh, I'm going to, um, as I've got my hand on it, I'm going to, like, walk back out into the hallway. Um, um, I'm going to show back down the hallway. Hello? Anybody care to give me a hand? Uh, let me see if anyone hears. Uh, it's a three. Nope. No one hears him. I'm assuming that if I attack the gargoyle again, it's going to break the paralyze. Uh, what does your card say? I mean, it's essentially you get a free... Well, actually, you cast a spell. Um... Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At, at the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On its success, the spell ends on the target. 
Um, so, oh, so on his turn, he gets to make a wisdom save. Right. So you cast a spell, you back out of the room, you yelled. Um, do you want to do a bonus action or an object interaction? Or... I'm going to lock the door. It's a glass door. I'm just saying. Never mind. I'm going to... If I were to attack it, because it's paralyzed right now, would I get advantage? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to... But it's his turn. Okay. So So he gets to try to get out of this. It's a wisdom save. What's your DC? 16. Okay. He doesn't make it. All right. I get advantage. It's 12... 16. Yes. Okay. You hit him. Poor boy. Poor boy. He looks kind of cute. Hmm. You, you kind of, you feel a little bit sad trying to hit him. Four? Yep. Five. Okay. He crack like, cracks him a little bit. Does whole person say when he takes damage that he comes out of it? Doesn't say he comes out of it, so it's his turn now. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get out. All right, I will... Attack again, and again, yell down the hallway. Is anybody in the building anymore? Um, you... You don't know if it worked or not, but... You yelled. Martha! (laughs) Okay. Fucking 18. Yep, that hits. Five. Okay. Um, okay. He's looking pretty crumbly now. Uh, yep, he gets out. Mm. Okay, so he... That's his turn, though. Yeah. So you get to hit him. I hope you go down soon. I'm starting to feel bad about stabbing you so much. 22. Yeah, that hits. Two. Okay. That's his turn. Uh, nope. I'm not gonna hit you. Martha! You hear footsteps. Okay. I will attack again. In the meantime... 12? 10. Doesn't hit. Okay. You stab into the air. He's like kind of bobbing around. He's like. Also, now you're fun. Uh, does an eighteen hit? Yes, it hits. Okay, he is going to make two attacks: one with its bike and bite, and one with its claw. Um, so he's gonna do. We're gonna average it out. He's gonna do ten damage to you. Ten damage. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Alright, first damage of the game, and I took it from a piece of furniture. Alright, um, can I, do I turn back and see who the foot, who the footsteps are? Uh, you just hear footsteps in the hallway. Does it sound uh, like... you, you hear it down the hallway. Martha, do we? Yes, Martha, please come. Oh, I'm on my way. So, you think Martha's coming? Alright, and I'm going to... Attack again, not much else I can do. Nine, g- 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 13. Nope. All right. Lovely. He, nope, doesn't hit you. So you're just like swatting at each other in the air. Uh, you're trying to stab him. He's trying to claw and bite you. And you're just both like doing nothing. And then Martha comes into the room and she goes, oh dear. Uh, and she's going to roll initiative. So she got a seven, so she is in between you and the gargoyle, which means... Gargoyle just so, went, he missed. So, so it's so you, my Martha, him. Yeah. Looks like we have an unexpected guest. Dear goodness. No. Doesn't hit? 
Nope. Okay. Martha's going to... Let me bring up Martha's stats. Martha's stats. Martha's stats. Martha's stats. Okay. Martha has... Uh, Martha has a dagger. So she's going to... Oh, yeah, she's going to hit him. She rolled an 18. She adds plus 5. Uh, so she's going to 1d4 plus 2. She rolled a 4. So she does 6 damage. Uh, she drops it. Uh, the gargoyle splits into a billion pieces. Um, well, into, like... You'd say it splits into, like, 10 or so pieces. And it goes... And it explodes all over the room. And Martha says... Master Louis, you were injured? Yes, ever the protector of the family you are, Martha. And she, like, looks under the couch and she grabs um, a healing potion and she passes it to you. She says, oh, Master Louis. Gonna make an inside check on that potion. Okay. It was just on the couch? Ma- you're su- No, no, it's under the couch. You're assuming Martha just hides shit in places so that she has easy access to it. Still like to make an inside check. Yeah, go ahead. Ten. It's a healing potion. Okay. Uh, so... Just here, Master. We drink this. Alright, thank you, Martha. Um... So, 2d4 plus 2. And I believe you roll that. Okay. So... You're going to gain... 4... 6 points back. Alright. And nothing else happens to you. It was just a healing potion. Cool. Um, you've no reason to doubt Martha. <laughs> Poor Martha. Alright. She she like kinda sees you looking at her well, hold on. Let's see if she does. Nope. She doesn't see you looking weird at her at all. Um she says, thank goodness you're okay. Yes. Martha, did you did you happen to find Tiffany in your travels? No. Have you seen Harold? Yes, he's upstairs. Upstairs, okay. Um, where upstairs? Oh, he's on the second level. Second level, which room? I believe he was in the washroom last time I checked. I need to... Please, again, uh, look for look for Tiffany. And I, I have some... She bolts off to look for Tiffany. Okay. Um, yes, right away, Master Louie. And she leaves. Um, make an investigation check for me. Yeah. DC 20. Nope, all right. Uh, you don't think anything weird in this room anymore, and you walk out. Okay. Well, we're, we're, hold on, because the, the garden is on the other side of, like, outside. Right. And then you, but you could also go back into the hallway. I'm going to go back into the hallway to, uh, find Harold upstairs. Uh, okay. Uh, you walk upstairs. On your way, you find Tiffany. Tiffany. Uh, hello, Mr. Leeway. What? Uh, exploring the mansion. Yeah, Mr. Leeway. Interesting. Um... What's interesting about that? Well, you know, just the president of our Are very secret society is... suspicious of me, this Mr. Leeway? Well, it's been a very strange night. I'm... What do you know about Nightshade? Belladonna? Um, let me tell you what. Uh, roll persuasion. Fifteen. Um, Tiffany says... Oh, well, uh, Bella Deadly Nightshade. Uh, I know a little bit. Um, it's 
Isn't it a medicine to treat lycanthropy? Um, Is it? Would I know that? Uh, you don't know. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's used to treat lycanthropy. So probably Harold would have some. Harold would have nightshade. He'd have access to it. Yeah. Did was Stuart killed deadly nightshade? Yes. Uh, after I had investigated the glasses, it seems like his, uh, in particular, was fused with belladonna. My God. Well, I just... That's horrible. Where have you been over the last couple of minutes? I was I was searching for what everyone else is searching for, s- suspicious shit. Okay. Um, and she tells you she was on the third floor. She, like, ran straight up to the third floor and was making her way down to, like, look for shit. Okay. Um, yeah. She wasn't going into many rooms. She was just kind of, like, looking in the hallways. Okay. All right, Tiffany, best of luck on your, on your search. I'm going to continue mine. Uh. Did you find anything? No, Mr. Louie, I didn't. I really have just been checking the bathrooms. All right. Um, yes, please continue your search and do help yourself to the food downstairs. Actually, never mind. Don't do that. Uh, I, I mean, I trust Martha's food. I, mm... Roll an insight check. Thirteen. You trust Martha's food. Actually, yes. On the contrary, please do help yourself to the food. I feel if we have some some nutrition and fortitude, it could do us a great deal of help. Sure, Mr. Way. I agree. And she wanders right. off to... Tiffany, really quick. Yeah. Uh, on your way down, did you uh, see Harold upstairs? Uh, I think he was in the bathroom. Okay, thank you. And, and she then... goes off to the kitchen. And I'm going to go upstairs. Um, okay, you go upstairs. What do you want to do upstairs? On the second level, there is um, the... One sec, let me find it. On the second level, there's two more guest rooms, one to the left, one to the right, a large bathroom that is at the very top of the stairs, and a smoking room. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, okay, you try to open it. It's locked. Uh, knock. Hello? Harold. Uh, you hear a toilet flush in the sink, and then it comes out. Sorry to disturb your time. Um, <laughs> you, you've you been searching around the manor. Have you found anything? No, Mr. Louie, I, I haven't found a single thing. Have you come across any gargoyles in your travels? Gargoyle? Uh, you have some in your garden last I... No. Yes, I do. Uh, and I just had a rather unpleasant encounter with one I'm not familiar with. Oh. Yes, Martha came in the nick of time to I think... do what she does best. Uh, well, that's weird, but... Do you have nightshade? Nightshade? A deadly nightshade? Yes. Yeah. On you? Yeah, in my case. I have a patient uh, with lycanthropy that I've been treating. Do you, does he have his case on him? Uh, yeah. Could I ask you for a favor? Could you... Could you... Uh, check your I guess there's no other way to say it current stash and uh, roll persuasion 13 um he says uh sure how much are you supposed to have on you at any given time how, how much how much do you know to be in your your case uh, enough to do enough to do my regular checkups with my patient with lycanthropy. Um, uh, oh, last week I was doing an allergy test on Gale. Uh, 
she's allergic to deadly nightshade. Interesting. She can't even go near the stuff, really. I have a plausible reason to believe that Stuart was killed with nightshade. Well, yeah, I figured he was poisoned, but you think it was nightshade, huh? That's what I could tell. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll go check my case. I'll find you later. Um, so Please he do. goes off to his room on the first floor. Um, roll history. Okay. Twelve. Um, you remember uh, briefly that, like, you're trying to think of, like, Harold, like, I'm a bit suspicious of him. He has, he admits to having deadly nightshade in his case pretty well, um, but you remember he really hated Stuart. Like, uh, Stuart, the last, at the last meeting that you guys had, called him a quack publicly, and they had a very loud argument that ended that meeting, essentially, and everyone went home. Um, so yeah, you remember that as he's, like, walking away to get his case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... Before he leaves, I'm going to, uh, ask him, Harold, have you seen Gail or Harriet? Uh, Harriet, I think Harriet's on the first floor. I think Gail went upstairs with, um, Clifford. Gail upstairs with Clifford. Uh, make an insight check. Okay. Eleven. Um, he seems a little sheepish. Everything all right, Harold? Yeah, I just, uh, I just remembered something weird. Uh, I was at a house call for Tiffany's husband two nights ago. And while I was walking up to the house, I heard Tiffany on the phone, um, and she was talking with Stuart on the phone in a very flirtatious way. Tiffany talking to Stuart in a flirtatious way. On the phone. Interesting. Uh, would I know Tiffany to be, like, a flirtatious person? No, she's not. She's pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. Okay. <sighs> Alright. Uh, Harold, is this something... Has this happened before? Or is no, this... I just remembered it now. As you asking me about people and I'm just trying to think about what I might know. And if that's helpful, that's helpful. And he, he says, I don't know. And he walks away. Could be, potentially. I'm going to go upstairs to try and find Clifford and Gale. Um, Okay. Um, this would be the third floor? Um, yeah, you find Gail. She's, like, um, standing outside of... One sec. Third floor? Mm-hmm. She's standing outside the observatory. All right. Gail. Oh, Mr. Luway. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Mr. Luway. How are you? I'm doing well. Can I make an inside check? Uh, sure. Eight. Um, just Gail being Gail. She's a bit eccentric. Found anything in your your investigations? No, not really. Uh, I was with Clifford for a moment, but he went into the observatory to look around, and I figured someone should stand guard. Stand guard, okay. Well, someone was murdered, Mr. Luay. Yes, and I find it probably not the best idea that immediately after somebody was murdered in my manner, we all separate. We go, I sep- we go individually to investigate. I don't think that was smart. 
Is the door to the observatory shut? Uh, it's like cracked open. Um, you can go in, Mr. Lurway. I'll go with you. Clifford just went in. Okay. So you're gonna go in? Yes. All right. Uh, so she walks in with you into the, and Clifford's just looking around. He's like, I don't know, doing that thing where like you're like dusting a surface with your finger, like looking, pretending to look for clues because he has no fucking clue what he's doing, but he wants to be helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Gail and Clifford are there. Any luck, Clifford? How's your head? Uh, my head's fine, Mr. Louie. Uh, no, no luck. Just looking around. Interesting. We'll investigate. Okay. Not 20. Really? Yep. Nice. Um, your telescope is fucking broken in the corner. Clifford, you're in here for supposedly five seconds and you break my telescope. I didn't break it. No. It was broken. Really? The half-orc barbarian didn't break my telescope. He walks out of the room. That that was super rude. Can we get persuasion no. check like He's a joke? Sure. It's super racist. Not one. Uh, he walks out of the room. He's not going to talk to you now. Mm. He thought that was super... Well, okay, Mr. Luay. And he just, like, walks away. Gail kind of goes, Mr. Luay... Supposed to be a joke. Not very funny. Mm. Your poor telescope. I, you know what? I didn't. Clifford literally just walked into the room. I don't think he would have had time to break it. Can I investigate the telescope to see, yeah. like, in, make an insight to see if I can figure out how it may have been broken? Sure. What the significance of breaking it would be? Uh, thirteen. Um. You don't know, but you remember you have the mending spell. I do. Uh, I will cast... Well... Why would somebody break the telescope? You have you have no sweet clue. Mm. Gail says, Mr. Luway, can you fix it? Yes, I, I, I can fix it. Just wondering if it's of importance right now to do that. Uh, it's a cantrip. Why not? I'll, I'll cast mending on it. Um, okay, the telescope uh, magically comes back together and points back out to sea, like it was. Can I look through it? Sure. Okay, I, I like get up in the, the seat and I take a look through. Um, you just see the ocean. It's beautiful. It's nighttime, so you don't see much. If you're looking up at the sky, you see stars, mm. a few planets. It's a nice telescope. Guess whoever broke it didn't appreciate scenery. Gonna hop back out of the chair. Yeah. Uh, Gail looks at you. <laughs> Mr. Louie. Yes? You have... She, like, touches around your eye and shows you. You have, like, black gunk all over your eye. Looks like somebody pranked you. Can I look in uh, a mirror or some reflective... Yeah, you can look through the, the like, like reflection in the window. Yeah. Uh, you have, like, a ring of black around your eye. Can you do for me um, a nature check? Nat one. Uh, You don't know. Gail will also do a nature check. Nat 20 for Gail. Gail says, Mr. Louie, this is oil. Oil on the telescope. Okay. Uh, Roll insight for me. Uh, 12. Uh, You hear sloshing. Gail hears it too. Mr. What is that sound? Do I know where it's coming from? Uh, it sounds like it's coming from above you. But 
it's a tall ceiling, so you can't see anything up there. It's just black. I'm going to... Oh, I can't see anything up there. No. It's dark. Okay. I don't have any, like... I don't have any fire to throw or anything. Um, is it... Does it give off any kind of smell? It smells like oil in here. Now that now that she has said that, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, no, it smells terrible in here. It smells oily and gross. Like, I don't exactly know what oil smells like, to be completely honest with you. But Narsty. Yeah, it smells bad in here. All right. Oh, perhaps the oil baron left us a surprise. Um, oh, you don't think... You don't think... Cold? Everything is out in the open at the moment. Until I can prove one thing truer than the other. Oh, wow, Mr. Louis. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what this thing the, is. The sloshing is super loud. Alright. Um, can I I can't th- there's no way to like light up up there or anything or tell what it is. Do you have light? Nope. I have nothing that would cast light. Do you have anything that could check the ceiling? Um, oh, I, I do. I, uh, am going to, uh, summon my, I'm going to cast Find Familiar and summon oh. Octavia. Oh, please describe your, f- your, f- wow. Please describe your familiar. So my familiar, Lyle's familiar, is Octavia, who is a, a sort of see-through pink spectral octopus uh with a little bow on the side somehow attached so cute (laughs) um and it's (laughs) octavia hello um do me a deer and go check up there and tell me what that sloshing is and she like squid dances up like so she just like kind of does that thing where like you know when like squids push themselves up through the water she's doing that up Uh to the ceiling it's adorable um, Gail goes, oh, Yeah, so I'm rather cute. fond of her. Um, and she gets up there, and then all of a sudden, roll initiative. Fantastic. 16. Uh, okay. From the ceiling drops a black, oozy mess sloshing towards you. And this thing is going to attack you. Uh, how long does Blade Ward last? Blade Ward only lasts one round. Gotcha. Like, I okay. cast it then, so it ends have, my end turn. You don't have Blade Ward anymore? Nope. Oh, and I'm going to roll for Gale as well. Okay. Um, what did you roll again? 16. Okay, so it's going to go the ooze, you, Gale. Um, this thing is going to... All right, it's going to try to hit you. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Um, okay. And it's going to do... It's going to do seven damage to you. All right. Bludgeoning damage. And then it's going to do... It's going to do some acid damage. How much HP do you have? 40. Okay, it's going to do seven acid damage. And what kind of armor are you wearing? Uh, I'm not wearing armor. Okay, so you're fine. 
All right. Yep, that's the ooze. Gail screams. Ah, Mr. Louie, what is that? Uh, disgusting. Doesn't Martha clean? Oh, Martha cleans. This is, uh, intrusive. So there's like a, there's like a, a slime. There's like an oil slime an in oil, the observatory. An oil ooze. Oil ooze in the observatory and a gargoyle in the sunroom. Mm. Can't wait to explore another room. Uh, I... Are there any... Okay, actually, beforehand, it did, you said, uh... What was the damage? Bludgeoning? Bludgeoning and acid. Okay, I'm going to cast... I'm going to cast Bladeboard again, and being the abjurative wizard, uh, I have something called an Arcane Ward. Okay. When casting abjurative spells... Uh, I summon a spectral ward. Okay. With my, with Lyle's tattoos glowing, um, there seems to be like a bit of uh, kinetic energy, sort of, just a couple of inches on top of his skin. Okay. As a protective ward. Wow, protective ward for Lyle. And bit bit big. Okay. So, um, that's your spell. Do you want to take bonus action? I don't really have any All right. bonus actions. Gail is going to try to hit this thing then. Um, let me see. What does Gail have? Gail's going to point at you and uh, give you bardic inspiration. So she goes, ah, and like. Oh, love you, your singing, Gail. You're imbued with uh, bardic inspiration. The door's still open, right? I'm going to say Gail closed it behind you. Oh. Okay. So bardic inspiration, is it my turn? Nope. Gail used a bonus action mm-hmm. to give you bardic. Now she's going to try to hit the thing. <laughs> yeah, she's going to hit it. And she's... Do 1d8 plus 2. She rolled a 13 plus 5. Now she's going to do 1d8 plus 2. She rolled a 6, so that's 8 damage. You, yeah, okay, she takes a significant chunk out of this gray ooze. Um, You think it doesn't, it's not very strong. My turn? Yeah, sorry, I'm just counting. Um, Can I see if uh, we have any weapons around the observatory? Do a quick investigation check. Okay. All right, what'd you get? 16. Oh, yeah, uh, there's a letter opener. Fantastic. It does the same amount of damage as a dagger. Great. Okay, I'm going to... So what did what did Gail use against it that took a chunk out of it? Uh, rapier. All right, I will uh, attack it with my... I'll, 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 I'd like to make a, take a movement, pick okay. up the... Letter opener. Sure. And then uh, throw it. Throw it at the ooze? Yes. Okay, roll to see if you hit. So So add your proficiency in your decks. Two. Oh, God. Uh, it, it's it just... Six. That's with your proficiency and your decks? Okay, you don't hit it. It oozes out of the way. You feel like it's mocking you. Um, it's the ooze's turn. <laughs> Gonna try to fuck you up. 16 plus 9. So 19 to hit? Uh, 19 hits. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Um, so it does seven damage to you. Actually, it's going to do that damage to Gale. To Gale? It's going to attack Gale instead, so it does seven damage to Gale. Uh, as a reaction, I'm going to project Ward on Gale. Mm-hmm. Creature within sight 30 feet has the damage absorbed. Okay. What does that mean? Use your action to cause your arcane ward to absorb this damage. What's your arcane ward? My arcane ward is the thing that I got after casting an abjurative spell. So I have... So you have it active. I do. Okay, so you can use your reaction to absorb that damage. If the damage reduces the ward to zero, the warded creature takes any remaining damage. Yes. So... It takes seven? She takes seven and then seven again, so she takes 14. 14, all right. You're taking that? I don't think you're taking that. No, I. so I have my health. I have the ward, which acts as temp HP. Gotcha. So that's taking, you said 14? Yeah. So whatever is remaining after that... Give me a second. ...goes to her. I definitely still have temp HP left. I just need to do the math. Okay. So she takes no damage? Nope. Okay. Um, Gail looks at you and goes, Thank you, Mr. Louis. Don't mention it to anyone. Um, okay, it's Gil's turn. Um, she hits the thing. She does... Oh, she can make two attacks. I forgot. I forgot about that. Um, she's gonna roll 1d8. The bards are really cool. So she does six. So she does eight. Oh, she kills it. She uh, slices it straight in half after you protect her. And um, her sword, her rapier, looking at it, Oh, it's metal. Starts to corrode a little bit, and you can see, like, oh, it does less damage now. So, yeah, that's the ooze dead. Uh, I turn to Gail and say, fantastic fighting. My condolences uh, to your rapier. Ah, you owe me a new one. And she walks out while cleaning it. I I just think I I owe her a new one. It happened in your house, so... That's probably why she said that. All right, um, so she walks out, and she's going to head downstairs. Okay. Uh, can I make another investigation just to see if there's anything else in here that... Yeah. Okay. Eight. Uh, nope, there's nothing else. Not that you see. All right, I follow her out. All right. No, she's going downstairs. Can I... I want to... I, wa- I would like to try and find Clifford to... Uh, make amends really quick. Uh, you remember he went downstairs. Okay, so I'm going to go downstairs and see if I can find him. Okay. Uh, roll investigate. 18. Um, under his breath when he left earlier, he says, I'm going to get some air. I'm going to head to the garden. Okay, so you go downstairs, you head back to the sunroom, you see the shattered gargoyle. Roll investigate. On the gargoyle. One more time as you pass through. 19. 
19. You're looking at it as you're walking through it and you're like, you know what? Let me just look at this for a second. And you like kind of try to like put it back together a little bit, like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you put it back together and you notice it was wearing like a weird stone choker. And it had like you can barely make it out, but it says HG. And that's all you really know. And then you walk into the garden. So you're walking into the garden. Did you ask Gail to go with you? No, I think I I was behind her until she went to go investigate something else. And I just kept going. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you walk outside and Clifford is there smoking in the garden. Um, I think I walk over to him and I kind of raise my pipe and ask, hmm. mind if I join? Sure. And I go over and I stand next to him and I kind of smoke my pipe sheepishly. Um, and then uh, I turn to him and I say, I, I would like to apologize for what I said. I am embarrassed for not being the finest of hosts, especially when the president of a club decides to kick the can in my manner and then it is not immediately made clear why. Mm. And I... Mr. Louay, you can be a real ass. That is true, I believe. Uh, Stuart has rubbed off on me in a little bit. Mm. You two remind me of each other. And um, he... Um, can you, for me, roll persuasion? Oh, you can roll insight, yeah. Not one. Not one. Oh, you don't know what he meant by that. Okay. Um, roll a persuasion check. There we go. 20. 20? Not that. Um, he says, Mr. Liu it's fine. It's water under the bridge. Um, I'm just, I'm still going through a lot right now, so I'm very sensitive. My, my condolences to you and your, uh, relationship with Clarissa. I heard that that was... Must be tough. Well, that was five years ago, but thank you. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, what do I want to do? What do to I be honest, do? I'm I'm not terribly broken up about Stuart dying. No, you're not. Well, no. Why would I be? I mean, he was an asshole who slept with my wife. <sighs> do to marry her. What? moments before you uh, made your way into the manor he led us all in a what he would he what what he would like to have perceived as a a cheer for his engagement to what are you talking about Clarissa wouldn't marry him that's that's what he said you ask anybody else here you ask anybody else here they will tell you the same thing why are you telling me this I feel like you should be in the know. And I feel like any anything that could help us solve this, whatever this is, should be shared. Because like if I'm running around with information that somebody else could do something more with, it would be pointless not to share it. Um, he sits for a second, he finishes his cigarette, and he says, um, well, I was the first one to wake up. And... Okay. Your maid was throwing a bunch of shit away. And he walks out. He's super mad at you. <laughs> you did nothing to make amends there. Um, Sorry. Make an insight check. Take stuff away. 
24. Oh, you know that Clifford arrived late. He literally arrived and then drank the wine. Mm-hmm. The chances that this was him right. are so low. Okay. Because um, he'd never gone to the kitchen he, and he arrived late. All right. And you you think that was genuine shock and that he said that to throw that throw it in your face. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Make an investigation check. Okay. Fifteen. Um, so you you take a moment after Clifford leaves and you're like, okay, well, that didn't go well. Um, you know what? I'm just going to, like, look out. The garden is one of your favorite places in, on the estate. It's, like, beautiful. It's a vine and rose garden. Um, there's vines on large trellises, bushes, uh, rose bushes planted in intricate designs. Um, your favorite kind of animals that, like, Martha has, like, planted bushes, bushes in the shape of those animals. Mm-hmm. Um... So there's, like, you know, a whale, a lion, an eagle, a horse, um, and you feel a huge gust of wind on you. It almost Mm. knocks you over. Um, I face the direction that it came from? Um, it came from the garden. It's... Just a gust of wind. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I make a nature check? Sure. Uh, 15. So you're going up to the roses to like inspect them because you think that that's where the wind came from. Mm-hmm. And the ground starts to shake and you're like, holy fuck, there's an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the roses begin to glow, but not all of them. The eagle and the horse roses start to glow. Like it, rose bushes. Yeah. The bushes that are shaped into sh- an eagle... And a horse are glowing, and the ground is shaking, and then suddenly you feel a powerful force burst up through the ground, and you're knocked back, and there's, like, wind blowing dirt in and vines and everything everywhere, and then nothing. Something came out of the ground. But I didn't see what it was. No, dirt got pushed in your face. Right. Um, do I hear anything running away? Do I hear anything flying away? Yeah. hear large, large wings. Uh, is the eagle bush still there? The eagle bush and the horse bush are destroyed. Did it come from those two? Yeah, burst up from those two. Okay. Though They were glowing, and then something in the middle of those two, they're right next to each other, burst up. Okay. Um, can I make an investigate check uh, to see if... Tiffany is around, or sure. Martha, if anybody's yeah. around. 17. I'm going to say that Tiffany walks into the garden as this is happening and goes, Holy shit, Mr. Louie, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. A little dirty now. Um, um, she's going to roll an investigation check. Can I make an inside check on her? Sure. Oh, Tiffany, you rolled so good. What's your insight? Nine. Uh, she's just walked out and you're on the ground. She doesn't know what to think. Um, Tiffany looks up at one of the large oak trees on the property and says, Mr. Louie, do you have a hippogriff? A hippogriff? No. Not, not in my memory do I recall a hippogriff. Then what the hell is that? And 
she points, you see a hippogriff coming straight for you two. Well, we're uh, we're not going to deal with this right now. Let's run. Roll uh, initiative. Uh... <laughs> I will say it's limping. The hippogriff is limping. Yeah. It's limping. Um, would you roll? Uh, ten. Okay, the hippogriff goes first, and then it's you, and then it's Tiffany. Okay. Um, so it runs up to you, and it's going to make two attacks. It's going to beak you, and then it's going to claw you. Great. So let's see if it hits. Does a 13 hit? Yes. 13, okay. Um, so it's going to roll. Um, I'm going to average this damage. How much... Uh, do you have right now? Uh, I have 33. Okay, you take 18 points of damage. Slashing and piercing damage. Jeez. Okay. Is it 18? Yeah. Alright, that burns through the rest of my ward and into my flesh. Okay, it's your turn. Do you... I'm going to suggest this to you. You remember, Martha very quickly was like, Ah, oh, fuck, where did I put that? Oh, health potion under the couch. You think she's probably done this in a lot of rooms. Can I make an investigate? Uh, For something that will heal you? Yes. Yeah. 13. One moment. You see a bush of good berries. It takes one action to eat one berry and they restore, I'm going to say, two hit points each. Two hit points wouldn't do anything for me right now. Um... And they lose their potency within 24 hours of being picked from this bush. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... I'll say, roll a d20. If you get above a 13, you can pick two right now and shove them in your mouth and get four HP back. I'm not going to bother. I'm going to cast, uh, hold person. It's well, not no, humanoid. It's not humanoid. Darn. This I know. Not humanoid. It's a monstrosity. I'm going to cast Banishment. On this uh, hippogriff. Okay. Target must succeed on a charisma saving throw. So its charisma has to be to 16. Surprisingly, hippogriff's not very charismatic. 15, you said? 16. Okay. He rolled an 18. Minus 1, so 17. So it does not be banished. Um, It is Tiffany's turn. Unless you want to do something else. Uh, that was my action. I really okay. can't do anything she else. She is going to make a sling attack, so she's going to try to hit it. It's big, so its armor class isn't very crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, she slings, and she's going to hit it, and it's going to do 1d4, 1d4, plush. Uh, she has 3 damage to the hippogriff. It looks hurt. Hurt like bad hurt? Yeah. I, it looks like it hurt itself coming out of the ground. Can I make an insight check to see if it's intentionally hostile or if it's being defensive? Sure, go ahead. 17? It's intentionally hostile. Okay, great. What was it doing in the ground? It was limping. Yeah, with that insight, do I see like any sort of damage on it? Its legs hurt. One of its legs. One of its horsey legs. Horsey legs on a hippogriff? Yeah. Uh, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's the hippogriff. Mm. That's right. Um, it's going to come at you again. 
It does not hit you. Oh, it comes at you, and you and Tiffany fucking dodge out of the way. I uh, cast Blade Ward on myself. Okay. Um, again, the puff of smoke, uh, and I trace the decision in front of me mm-hmm. that gives me the defense. Sure. And I uh, turn to Tiffany, and I say, do we... Do you think do you think this is something that we can do? She is gonna do inside check. Uh she says, I I don't know, Mr. Lewitt. I think so. It looks hurt. Oh, best to put it out of its misery then. Alright. Uh and I Do you have a you don't have a hippogriff. No. Okay, I... just making sure, because there's a hippogriff. Yes, a hippogriff burst out of the ground on my property. A hippogriff that I do not remember. looks at, like, the rosebush and just goes, what the hell? And uh, it's your turn. Can I look at the rosebush as well? Well, I just cast Yeah, Blade I Ward. mean, oh, right. It's not your turn anymore. It's Tiffany's no. turn. Yeah. I, the, you can look at the rosebush. It's uh, the same as it was a moment ago when it burst out. Uh, she's going to try to hit it. She hits it. Um, it has really low AC. She has three damage. Okay. It looks hurt. It looks real hurt. All right. Uh, it's a hippogriff's turn. Okay. Come at you. Twelve. Mm, yes. Actually, Tiffany just hit it, so it's gonna go for her, and a twelve doesn't hit her. So okay. it fucking goes for Tiffany and she like fucking jumps out of the way and she like hits the ground pretty hard and she's going to take some damage from that actually. Okay. Um, I'm going to, if it's, if it's focusing on her, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to take flanking advantage on it and attack it with my dagger. Oh yeah. Go ahead. So you have advantage. Smart. That one. Okay. Do it again. You get advantage. That's right. Three. Slightly better. Uh, it's only 11. Seven. Nope. Sorry. Ugh. All right. It's Tiffany's turn. She's going to hit it again. Oh, yeah. She hits that bitch, and she's going to do three more damage, and it's dead. She smacks it straight in the head, and it hits the ground. Heavy ground, and it ruins the rest of your bushes, and it skids across the ground, and it is dead. Oh, Martha will be furious. Well, at least you're alive. Well, at least there's that. And she's going to rush over to investigate it. Um, I would like to investigate as well. Investigation is intelligence? Investigation is intelligence. Um, She says, I mean, it's a winged horse. Well, you're not wrong. Oh, shit. You know what? 23. Um, I mean... It's kind of the same thing. It's a winged horse. It is a horse that flies. You remember before anything, you felt like a ginormous gust of wind. And then that seemed to trigger everything. There was a gust of wind and it burst from the ground. There was a gust of wind from that area and then it burst from the ground. Almost as if it was flapping its wings and you got a gust before it even popped out of the ground. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a magical creature. You don't know. Sure, it doesn't make sense. You know, you felt like 
a wind so strong it pushed you over. And then a thing popped out of the ground. I think I kind of just say to myself, what is going on? Make an insight check. Ten. Wind, oil, stone. That's all I'm going to say. Tiffany looks at you um, and she says, well, I'm glad I came when I did. Yes. Um, Past Clifford on the way out here is pretty mad at you. What did you say? I made a, a, a rather uncalled for comment in the heat of mm. heightened emotions, and I attempted to make amends, and I did not. Right. Well, uh, last you heard, last I checked, you were looking for Harold Jvandam? Uh, I did, briefly. Okay. Um, did he find anything? He found... He, he he was going to check something for me. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, sure. I know, I know that she's like an architect, right? She is an environmentalist. But she's like... This is Tiffany, right? Yeah, Tiffany Watts is the environmentalist. The architect is Harriet. Oh, shit, that's right. Uh, yeah, well, that's Tiffany. Uh, find anything else in your, in your investigations of the manor? I... I'm truly lost. Uh, no, not really. Okay. All right. Well, best to leave roll, this thing out here. Roll for the history moment. for me. Okay. Twenty-four. When you spoke to Harold, he told you that Tiffany was flirtatious with Stuart on the phone. Uh, I think I. Uh, before I go, I think I asked Tiffany. Um, how are you feeling about all of this? You know, the sudden death of. Steward surely can't feel. Uh, uh, you know, Stuart wasn't exactly a friend, but he, you know, he was important. Hmm. How do I word it? Um, Roll persuasion and then say some words. Sorry, I did drop there. He dropped his die. I did drop my die. My God, what is with these rolls? Persuasion? Yeah. Eleven. Um, say some words. Make them good words, and I'll add a plus one to it. <laughs> says, I... I don't know. Sometimes it seems that you two share a, a sort of fondness of each other. Uh, I'm no more fond of him than I am you, Mr. Luay. Fair enough. She's and... gonna roll insight. Mr. Luay, are you trying to suggest something? No, no, not at all. I, uh, I'm merely looking to... Because Stuart's engaged, and I have a husband. Yes, this is true. I, 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 I am well aware of this. I, my apologies. I didn't mean anything by it. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, uh... Roll, roll insight real quick. 21. 20. Um, she said, like, uh, you know, I'm no more fond of him than I am of you. She's lying. She does not like Stuart. She says, you know, uh, Stuart was murdered and it's inconvenient for the society. Hmm. Yes, it is. Uh. And she's going to walk away. Okay. She goes back inside. Um. Can I investigate the rose bushes? Yeah. Go Make ahead. like an arcana check. Sure. Not one. Uh, they're rose bushes. They're kind of prickly. Hmm. <laughs> Because they're rose bushes. Um, all right. So you are going to stay. I'll head back inside. All right. You go back inside. 
Um, inside, you find Harriet, who's looking at the gargoyle. Uh, okay, I'm going to walk in and say, oh, just noticed my friend have you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's she's French. Um, uh, yes, it's a beautiful work of art. Hmm. Not one of mine. It was a bit of an unfamiliar gargoyle that I encountered not, not too long ago. It's not one of yours, but it's in your house. Yes, there have been uh, multiple things in this house that do not belong to me, but have decided to take up residence violently. Are you saying you've been attacked, Mr. Louis? Oh, that's Russian. Hold on. Are you saying you've been attacked, Mr. Louis? Uh, yes. I mean, you are bleeding, so she, yeah. Yeah. Flesh wound. She, like, um, dabs at your injuries. Can I pick up the stone choker or, like, gesture to it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to... Uh, I'm just going to uh, point to it and say, Is this recognizable to you at all? Um, she looks at it and she says, uh, Those are my initials, but they're, that's not my signature. No, this this gargoyle isn't familiar to you at all? No, Mr. Louis, I'm an architect. I don't build statues. I could, mm-hmm. but I don't. Interesting. Do you, build, do you ever dabble in constructs? Constructs? Like golems or... No, Mr. Louis, I build buildings. Okay. Well, I design them. Mm-hmm. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. 23. She's as truthful as one can be. She's confused as to why you're asking her if she makes gargoyles. She designed the courthouse in Golston. She um, helped design Gail's home. Uh, Yeah, she... um, She she says to you, um, Mr. Louis, I've been looking for Gail. Have you seen her? I was with her uh, briefly in the observatory where we met a uh, another friend. How did she seem? She seemed, well, you know, she's eccentric, so uh, she seemed relatively unperturbed by uh, <laughs> recent not, events. I'm not surprised Mr. Stewart was a pain of her ass. Right. Yes, I think I think that's safe to say for Roll uh, all of us. Yeah. Sixteen. Uh, yeah, that seemed like she said that for a reason. What do you mean by that? Don't you know? Mr. S- uh, Stewart foreclosed on one of her homes recently. Her favorite one, actually. Hmm. Why? Uh, he's a land baron and he owns a lot of property and when someone misses a payment, uh, he collects. Okay. She's probably going to get her third mansion back now. So we will be invited to a very fancy party soon. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's something to look forward to. It is, so, it is. Okay, he took... Harriet, have you seen Martha around? Martha? Uh, have I seen Martha? I'm not sure. Um, Martha, uh... I think she was in the smoking room earlier. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to go to the smoking room. 
Okay, the smoking room is on the third floor, I believe. Okay. One moment, let me double check that. The smoking room is on the, the second level, actually. Okay. Um, so you go up to the smoking room. Um, you go inside? Mm-hmm. All right. You walk into the smoking room and uh, roll investigate. 21. Martha's not in here, but as you take a step in, the door locks behind you. <sighs> and in your ear, you hear the magical whispers of a voice unknown to you. Don't drink the wrong one. And you see on the on the table in front of you, in the middle of the room, where the ashtrays are and the hookah uh, rig is, there are five bottles so this, I'll describe the room for you a little bit. The smoking room is a large open space. It's got vents, obviously, um, several couch, couches in the middle, ashtrays on every end table, every table, a fireplace near the back of the room. The walls are ornate and decorated to the nines. Um, and you hear, don't drink the wrong one. And you see there are bottles in front of you. And I will describe them. There's a bright pink bottle tied with a bow. Um, there is a black bottle that it looks smoky inside. A green bottle that has this like sparkling iridescent green liquid. Um, a purple bottle that looks like it has fireworks going off inside of it. And there's a yellow bottle that glows with like a dull yellow glow. Don't drink the wrong one. Don't drink the wrong one. And I heard the door lock behind me, right? You did. Uh, I think I'll try to uh, return mentally the thought and even just speaking out loud. I'm not thirsty at all, actually. I'm going to turn around, walk to the door, and cast knock. Choose an object that you can see within range. The object can be a door, box, chest, set of manacles, padlock, or another object that contains a mundane or magical means to prevent access. Uh, a target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, one of them is unlocked. Uh, roll a nat 20, and you can get out. 10? Nope. Knock doesn't work. There's a powerful magic on this door. That's not going to open the door. <clears throat> Alright, uh, Volt, when you cast a spell, a loud knock, audible from as far away as 300 feet, emanates from the target object. Okay. So, somebody heard that. Probably. Can you describe the drinks again? There's a pink one. It's tied with a bow. There's a black bottle that's smoky on the inside. A green bottle with a sparkling iridescent liquid inside. A purple bottle that looks like it has fireworks going off inside, and a yellow bottle that dull that glows with a dull yellow glow. Can I make an can I make a medicine check? Sure. Eighteen. Um uh, none of them look like they'll do something like they none of them will kill you. I don't think I'm worried about dying at this point. Um can I take the one with the fireworks? Okay. And I sniff it. Can I do an investigate on that one? In you particular? pop the top on the fireworks one? Yeah. Um, 
you open it and mini fireworks escape from the building, the bottle and fill the room and there's no liquid inside of it. Just like a magical effect. It was cute. You got a little show. Does that count? I didn't drink it. I don't think I drank the wrong one. You don't hear anything? Okay. I'm going to look at the yellow one. Yeah. You open the yellow one? Yes. Um, you pop the top on the yellow one and the light inside of it zooms up into the air and it uh, almost like ping pongs off of the walls and it hits the lock on the door and unlocks it. Lovely. Um, put it down and I rush towards the door. And it opens and you get out. You picked the only two that wouldn't give you a level of exhaustion if you drank them. (laughs) Fantastic. I don't know how you discerned which ones to fucking pick up, but Mm. god damn it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was good job. Fireworks one did nothing. The glow one unlocks the door. Do I see anybody around? Nope, not a soul. Uh, Actually, you see Martha coming upstairs. She comes up and says, Mr. Louie, I heard a terrible noise. Did God go off? No. Martha, uh, I have a question for you. Yes, Mr. Louis, anything. Did you dispose of anything recently? Uh, yes, Mr. Louis. The the wine, I figured it went, had gone bad, so I threw it out. Right. Where? Uh, in the kitchen. Would you like to see? Yes, Okay, please. she leads you down to the kitchen. Um, you don't see anyone on your way there. You go into the kitchen, and she's thrown, like... All of the wines that, like, you bought at the same time, like, all of those ones out. Can I make an investigate check on them? Yep. 23. They're just bottles of wine. One of them's empty because it got poured into glasses. I'm going to turn to Martha um, and say, Martha, are you all right? How how are you doing? (sighs) Well, I... uh, Not great, Mr. Louis. A guest in our home has died. Yes. But, you know... Um, I've been cleaning the dining room, so that's keeping me busy. Keeping on, keeping on. Right. Martha, do we... Do you recall uh, a uh, a hippogriff in the garden at all? Visitations by a hippogriff? A hippogriff? A hippogriff. Like the creature, the monstrosity? Yes. Uh, No, Mr. Louis, we don't have a hippogriff. Mm, Was there a hippogriff? There was a there were there were multiple things, hippogriff, uh, one of them. I remember no such thing. Okay. You haven't spoken to. Can I make Can I make an insight check based on everything I know right now? Wait. So specifically to know what to get like a clue Just to see if I can yeah discern like any sort of direction. Sure. Okay. Uh, twenty three. Stone, wind. Oil. Potion. They all seem to be connected to each person in some way. Yeah. They seem connected to your guests. And each of them has tried to kill me. No, or has at least the, been potion, the potion room would, wasn't going to kill you. No, but it was going to... It was slow you down. Yeah. It didn't seem deadly, though. Um, Can I look at Martha and say, Martha... Um, uh, Tiffany walks in the room. Okay. Oh, sorry, not Tiffany. Uh, Gail. Gail walks in the room. Yeah. Gail, how are you? I'm good, Mr. Louis. I'm walking around, just seeing the sights. Hmm. Stuart's dead body. You know. Can we get an inside check? Yeah. 13. I mean, that's enough to see that she's not upset that he's dead. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm thrilled. Thrilled? Why are you 
thrilled. I hate Stuart. Yes, it is also a life lost. I wouldn't say thrilled is an appropriate emotion to openly portray. Well, you know what? I don't really care. Because Mr. Stuart was a robber and a thief and a bad man. And he deserved to die. And I have no qualms about saying so. Right. Hmm. Okay. Can I... Roll an insight for me on what she just said. Eleven. Uh, he's a thief? You said he was a thief. What did he... Did he steal from you? Not from me, but from Harriet. Stole her blueprints. Took credit for them. Blueprints for what? Her architectural work. She and Stuart were business partners for his land development. Don't you know this? No, I do not. It's quite common knowledge. Oh, is it? Who else is there knows? more wine? There is no more wine. We will not be uh, experimenting with any wine tonight. Martha, are there hors d'oeuvres? Uh, yes, Mrs. Gill. I will, I will lead you to some food. And she goes to the dining room with Gail. Um, before they leave, I say, Martha, could you, could you please uh, track down the other guests? I would like to have a meeting. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, Mr. Dewey. And she scurries off. I'm going to say, a roll history, insight, or investigation. So it doesn't matter. I'll do, I'll do history. Twelve. Okay. You know the things you've heard. You heard Harold say that he did an allergy test on Gail. She's allergic to Belladonna. You know that from Gail, Harriet apparently was mad at Stuart because uh, he stole from her. You know from Harriet that Gail um, is happy that he's dead because uh, he foreclosed on one of her lands. You know Stuart had slept with Clifford's wife. Um, Clifford saw Martha throwing out the bottles. You know that Tiffany was having some sort of relationship with Stuart that you didn't really ask about. Uh-uh. And that Tiffany knew that Harold would have Belladonna. You know that Harold and Stuart had a fight. You know that Stuart's planning to marry Clifford's ex-wife. You know that Gail brought wine originally. Um, and that's all you can really think of. Um, you're looking around the kitchen, and through the kitchen is the dining room, and you see Stuart's dead body on the ground. And his briefcase is right next to him. I'm going to investigate that briefcase. Okay. Twelve. Uh, you open it. And there is a letter and uh, some blueprints. I probably know what the blueprints are. Uh, I'll investigate the letter. Let's see what it says. Uh, investigate both of them. Thirteen. Um, okay, we'll say that's for the letter. The letter is from an associate that you're not familiar with. Uh, furious with Stuart because he um, had halted the development of wetlands that they had recently procured. Per- Procured. Mm-hmm. And roll again for the the blueprints. 22. Uh, these are blueprints in his, um, his briefcase signed by an L.P. Hubbards. So not Harriet. You have not heard that name before. Your best guess is to go talk to Harriet. I'll go f- try to find uh, Harriet. Okay. Um, Harriet is... I'm going to say she's... Coming out of the bathroom on the first floor, and you catch her, and she, and she says, "Ah, Mister Louis, any any leeway so far?" Yes. Um. Sorry. Could you repeat what I know involving Harriet? 
Um, you know, you th- heard from Gail that Harriet was apparently mad with Stuart because they were business partners and uh, Stuart c- took credit for her blueprints. And the blueprints that I found were from Harriet's. An, no, they were from an L.P. Hubbard. Um, Harriet, are you familiar with uh, this name, L.P. Hubbard? Uh, roll inside. You have to beat it. A12. Yeah. Yeah, you beat it. Um, she says, uh, I, why? Well, uh, it would appear that um, he is either lent or is not aware of uh, his blueprints uh, being in the possession of Stuart's briefcase. Fine, Mr. Louis, I will tell you what I know. Stuart stole those from me. But they are not mine. I stole them. So he was returning it? No, he did not know that I stole them. He was taking credit for my work already. So I gave him somebody else's work to steal from. Interesting. Okay. So really, Stuart didn't do much to me. Hmm. And it was Tiffany that was flirtatious with him, not Harriet. Yep. So wait, you stole you stole blueprints from someone I- named L.P. Hubbards. Correct. And who is that exactly? Uh, Lon Pignon Hubbard. Would I? He's would an I architect. Okay. He's an associate of mine. I stole his work. Stuart stole that. There was still a gargoyle that had that uh, stone choker on it. Yeah. You you didn't investigate on that, but you you could tell she had no fucking clue where that came from. Right. From what you know so far, mm-hmm. it seems like each of these rooms has had some sort of association with people. Um, you haven't been to the library yet. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I think I'll say Harriet, um, Martha, and Tiffany have gone to find hors d'oeuvres. I highly recommend. It uh, was Gail, not Tiffany. Gail, sorry. Uh, I would go meet up with them if you find you have an appetite. Sure. And she goes and does that. I'm going to go to the library. You head up to the library. Um, on the way, you find Tiffany. Tiffany, fancy any hors d'oeuvres? Uh, I'm not really hungry, Mr. Leeway. Fair enough. Uh, and we're alone? You and Tiffany, yeah. Uh, and I was with Tiffany when we were attacked by the hippogriff. Uh, she walked out while you were being attacked by the hippogriff. So you got... So the hippogriff burst out of the ground. Yeah. You were like, what the fuck was that? You didn't see anything. Tiffany walks out, says, hey, what's up? Oh, fuck. That's a hippogriff over there. Yeah, she was with me during the hippogriff. Like, yeah, she battle. noticed She noticed the hippogriff, yeah. Okay. I don't have anything that, like, says concrete. Wait. Who, what was the What was the letter from? The letter was from an associate of Stewart's angry at him because he had halted production of development on some wetlands. What you know of Tiffany is that... She's an environmentalist. She's an environmentalist. Tiffany, do you know if... Uh, would you would you know... Well, actually, let me ask it like this. Do you have any projects in wetlands or any sort of uh, protections up? Yes, of course, Mr. Louie. <laughs> right. I have many friends of the Fae that live in the wetlands. 
Right. Are you aware that there was uh, an order to industrialize uh, said wetlands? Uh, yeah. And? And to my knowledge, it wasn't going to happen. And Thanks uh, to Stuart. Roll insight. Twelve. She's mad. At me? No. At Stuart. Mm-hmm. For halting that. No. What's his current condition? Dead. Can you halt something if you're dead? Mm. Uh, I think I look at Tiffany and I say, look, uh, I'm aware that he put a, a halt on the developments of the wetlands. And if there's anything that the Lewey family can do, we will assist you however we can. We have many friends in the Fae. Roll persuasion with advantage. Nine. All right, go so, nine. The fourteen. Fourteen. Um, thank you, Mister Louie. That's oddly kind of you. Of course, it's a difficult time right now, and is there something you know? You're asking a lot of pointed questions. Is there something you know, Mister Louie, or that you think you know? I know that to some extent for an unknown amount of time. You and Stuart were very close. Hmm. Well, you got that right. I'm pissed that Stuart's dead. Evidently. He was the only thing keeping those wetlands protected. Mm -hmm. There's not a damn thing you and your family can do. He owned that land with his associate. His associate L.P. Hubbards. No. I don't know who the hell that is. So, yeah, I was sleeping with Stuart to keep him from developing those wetlands. I found out he owned them, and I did what I had to do. But now he's, now he's dead. He was dead, and he was engaged. And you thought that... I don't give a shit about his engagement. Why right. would I care? Fair point. Um, well, if you find an appetite, hors d'oeuvres are downstairs. Uh, I'm going... Sounds I... good. And she walks downstairs. <laughs> Can I make another insight check? Yep. She's going to walk away, but you can do that. She walks away. 16. Everything she said is true, from what you can tell. Harold corroborated the fact that she was having an affair. That letter corroborates the fact that she would be mad if he was dead. You don't think Tiffany has anything to do with this. I'm going to go to the library. Uh, you go to the library. Uh, you are on your way to the library. Right outside the library is Harold Hamburg. So Harold's standing outside, and he's smoking. Mr. Louie. Harold? How does this present moment find you? Not bad, not good. Right in the middle. Did you did you investigate your um Oh yeah, yeah. And he pulls out his briefcase and he puts a glove on and he picks out uh, a little plant with some berries on it and he says, This is Belladonna. This is Deadly Nightshade. My 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 dosages are here. So if someone poisoned Stuart, they didn't do it with mine. Who's your client? Uh, Frederick. I don't know if you know him. He's from out of town. No, it's not familiar. Listen, I know what you're thinking. That I killed Stuart with this. But I have a reason for having this. Mm-hmm. And I... Why would I want to kill Stuart? He was a client of mine. I he don't see br- why you would bring... He brought a lot of money in for me. Why would I kill him? He brought a lot of money in for you. Yeah, he's a client of mine, and he pays well. 
cl- like what what services did he I'm a doctor, Mr. Luway. I can't tell you what I do for him. I can tell you that if he gets a cold, he comes to me. And it's not And he didn't ask for any dosages of belladonna medical requests. Wow. No, no, Mr. Stewart. Okay. No, sorry. No, no, Mr. Luway, no. What are you doing us at the library? I'm smoking. Are you going in the library? I'll go with you. I would enjoy that. Okay. okay. He opens the door for you. You two walk into the library. So, so far, you've corroborated that probably not Harold, probably not Tiffany, um, uh, probably not Gail. She's allergic to Belladonna. Mm. Um, probably not Harriet. She, I mean, she, she didn't care that he stole the blueprints from her. Seem, didn't seem like she was too upset by it. Clifford had no real reason to kill him right now is you know that all that stuff happened five years ago right and he didn't know about the engagement until after Stuart was dead yeah so you walk in the library it's by far the largest room in the entire estate mm. like grandiose bookcases tables for study a glamorous fireplace with soft black velvet seats trimmed with gold Ooh, this is truly the gatherings of all your ancestors these books Kept here for safety. Um, and give me a, an investigate. 20. 20. Um, you... Oh, perfect. You are looking around, um, just like looking for abnormalities. And you go to the back and you see like there's a, there's a typewritten note that's been like ripped. And the only part that you can see says... We have to purchase wine. Can I cast mending on it? Oh, son of a bitch. Give me that card. Are you for real? You need both halves. And I only have one. You only have one. And it says, can I make an investigate check Hold to on. see if I recognize... This spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, a torn cloak... As long as a breaking chair is no longer than one foot in dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of former damage. Fuck, you can mend it. Okay, you mend it. It says, a reminder, we have to purchase wine. Do I recognize the handwriting? It's tip typewritten. Is there a signature? And this was in the library? Yep. Uh, give me a dexterity saving throw. Fantastic. Fifteen. Fifteen. You don't make it. Um... You feel behind you, right before you're able to get out of the way, a a sense. And you hear Harold scream, and then you're grabbed, and you're pierced. And you look at your arms, and there are vines all over your arms and your legs. And they yank you up into the middle of the room, and you're just floating in the middle of the room with vines. Your mouth isn't covered, but all of your limbs are tied up and you're in the center of the room, about 15 feet in the air, held by creeping vines. Do you still have Find Familiar cast? I do. Your little octopus comes up to you and goes... He's, she's concerned. I, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay for the moment. Uh, I look around to see who like, who else is in the room. Uh, you and Harold are in the middle of the room. And Harold, I'm assuming, is tied also... Up, tied up like you are, yeah. Okay. He goes, Mr. Louis, what the hell? Not usually what happens when I decide to visit the library. Can't move my limbs. Nope. In the library. Note. Are there like, I'm assuming it's lit up by torches or sconces or something. Yeah. Okay. There's electricity. Okay. Uh, 
So 1930s, but you, you're rich. You have like electricity. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to look at uh, Octavia. So Octavia, would you be able to? Uh, so there's no fire. It's just like lamps and stuff. I'll say there's some torches on the walls. Okay. Octavia, could you be a deer and grab me one of those torches, please? Octavia blubs over to one of the torches, picks it up with one of her eight arms, and brings it over to you. Uh, She's just holding it in front of your face, like, really close. Too, too close. Uh, back a little bit. She backs uh, up, like, way too far. <laughs> uh, could you please uh, ignite these uh, vines? I would like to get down. It's kind of like, oh. Mm -hmm. So she um, sets fire to both you and Harold's vines. The vines ignite and they burn away. You take... You're going to take damage from the thorns and damage from the vines. Mm. Or the the vines and you're going to take damage from the fire. So you're going to take four damage from the vines. Five damage from the fire. And you and Harold hit the ground. Um, you're uninjured by that. So there's Tiffany. Well, it's Tiffany's room. It's, you assume you've put all the pieces together. Each person has a room. Each person has an alibi. Harold, something very strange is going on. I'd say, Mr. Louie. Unless your library's meant to do that. No, not not in my... Not in the history of me coming here has that ever happened. It would seem that oh, I something thematic to each of my guests has attacked me tonight, visiting different parts of my manor. What? Thematic to each of you? What about me? Uh, I was in a room where I was asked to drink potions or to not drink the right po- not drink the wrong potion. What kind of and potion? Then leave. Some looked like they would give me levels of exhaustion. That's not you something didn't know. I would know. Yeah. No, you wouldn't know. Uh, different colors. One let out fireworks and the other uh, had a very excited uh, beam of light that uh, unlocked the door. I was locked in a room and I heard a voice say, do not drink the wrong one. And then in here we were invaded by... Or accosted by vines. I'm linking that to Tiffany. I was in the garden, and a hippogriff decided to burst from the ground and dirty my clothes. And uh, before that, I felt a gust of wind. So I'm going to associate that with Gale. And then I was in the observatory, uh, and my telescope was broken. And shortly after Clifford left... Gail and I were set upon by a oil ooze, which I am associating with Clifford, and do believe that is everybody. Hmm. He points at that the door in the back of the room. He says, "Well, what's that room?" And you know that to be your study. That is a room I do not relish to visit right now, considering what has happened in all the other rooms I've visited. But let's take a gander. If you will. Okay. You go into the study and roll investigation. And he'll give the help action. Okay. Perfect. That's what you 23. need. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're looking around your study. Nothing bad's happening to you. You're putting the pieces together. Okay. Each room has had a theme to each person. What the fuck? 
each person has an alibi. So either they're all in on it together, but they have strong alibis. Clifford did not hear that announcement. There is no way for him, him to have known that. Uh, why would they use something that Gail's allergic to? Like, it, there's just things that aren't making sense. When you were talking to Harold just now, he was genuinely confused. Like, you don't know what the fuck's going on. And you're looking through your desk because you're like, fucking, I don't know, maybe it's Martha. Like, I don't know. And you you find, like, the weirdest thing yet. You find scrolls for a spell called programmed amnesia and roll arcana for me programmed amnesia or arcana yeah 22 programmed amnesia you read that floods back to you you know that spell you know that spell it's a spell that allows you to like alter or destroy or implant memories in someone um and you remember the wine it had something arcane about it Mm mm-hmm all of ours except for um Stewards. Stewards. Because Stewards had poison. Right. And you look at the bottom of this like rough draft of a spell that's been like typed a bunch of different ways. And it seems like it's a scroll so that like person who wrote it didn't have to use it, they could give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And your seal is on the bottom. So somebody with my seal wrote the spell and gave it to somebody else your seal can only be done by you you're the only one who knows how to do it this type of magic causing someone to forget something that's right up your alley Mm. and from behind you martha comes in mr louis i I just wanted to what are you doing and she looks Martha, does the spell ring a bell she says no mr louis i've never seen it in my life gonna make an inside check yep you have to be an 18. Oof. Never seen it in my life, Mr. Louis. Mm. Well, it's strange. That's your seal, isn't it? Yes, it is. And only I could present any sort of documentation with it. And I don't remember doing it here, in my study. You were... It's been a very strange night, uh, Martha. I... It seems that... My manor has been turned into a house of horrors, and each room themed after one of our esteemed guests. I'll accept one, Mr. Louis. Mr. Stewart is dead. I'll accept two, Mr. Stewart, and you. Mr. Louis, I would also argue that puts you in the mix. Yes, but I was the one that was attacked in each room. Nobody else. You weren't with anyone? I was with other people, but I... Is it possible, Mr. Louis, that they just didn't go into those rooms. Martha, what do you have to do with this? Mr. Louis, I have as much to do with this as you do. Based on his signature, it feels like I may have a lot to do with this. Mm. Thanks to the spell, if my inklings are correct, I wouldn't know. That is correct, Mr. Louis. Right on the nose, as usual. And she says, it seems your particular brand of magic is very effective, Mr. Louis. Congratulations. You can fool even yourself. Wait, Martha, did I ask anything of you? Well, before the meeting, what was... Before I... Do you remember me verifying this documentation? I would like for you to tell me right now how you feel about Stuart. I think he was a bit of an ass, but a respectable person in some degree. Bit of an ass, but also a high elf. And also president 
of your esteemed club. Yes. How long does High Elves live, Mr. Leewy? Supposedly forever. Supposedly forever, with an asshole. An asshole who has been president effectively ever since he's taken up the title. Yes, and would have been until he died. That is how it works. Yes. And? How do you feel about that now, Mr. Dewey, now that he's dead? Now and that, that position he's... is open. I feel no... Well, I feel that we put it up to a vote. I feel like that's only fair. And after everything you've done today, you've, you've saved people. You've done all of it. You've figured puzzles out. Feels like they might vote for you. Can we get an inside check? Yeah. Martha... 23? Yeah. Insight? She's thrilled. She's so happy for you. Martha, when did I come to you about this? A month ago. But you told me, Mr. Louet, to not... You told me to wipe your memory, but you've come looking. I assumed you you haven't remembered. No, I haven't. Tell me exactly what I'm forgetting. A role persuasion with this advantage. Four? Yeah. What is it? Uh, that would be nine. It's you against yourself. I am sworn to... Sworn to you. And you're giving me two different pieces of advice here. Did I tell you that I was going to kill Stuart? You told me, Mr. DeWay, that you couldn't do it alone. But that that was the plan. That I was going to kill the president of our society. Yes, Mr. Louis. You're responsible. Why? You wanted to be president. So you've set up these elaborate traps, which I had to go and make sure were activated once our guest has arrived, which is why you sent me to go get a tie, remember? You wanted me to have an excuse to run upstairs. Wow. <sighs> I really outdid myself this time, didn't I? Yes, Martha. Mr. Louis. And Harold, standing... He's still there. He's still there, yeah. Hearing all this, he's just in shock. And he says... Martha, is all this right? And Nat 20. She says, yes. Yes, Mr. Hamburg. But nobody liked Stuart. I turn to Harold and I say, Harold, regardless of me remembering if I killed the president of the society, we are not worrying about who's going to be the president. I have no more desire for it than anybody else. That's a part um, of it. Martha becomes a little agitated. She says, Mr. Louis, you've put my, my own safety at risk here. How is your safety at risk? I was an accomplice. You asked of me and I delivered. Yes, and I obviously don't remember doing that. You asked me to, to wipe your memory. Mr. Louis, all of this is your doing. If you're unhappy with the results, I cannot help you. Now, can we please deal with him? What? Insight. He... 10, 15. He knows too much. She's still... She... If all of this is true, which you're gathering it is, this is your seal. There was a note outside the study that said, we gotta get the wine. You're behind this. So, Martha's your accomplice. Martha doesn't want to be thrown into jail for a murder that you asked her to do. Martha? I I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at Harold and try to give him, like, a... You're going to be okay. Look. Can I can I actually message him? Uh roll initiative. Ten. Okay. Harold goes first. He's going to flee the room. Okay. Um 
And he's not going to take any actions because he's a cleric and there's not a lot of damage he can do. Martha, you rolled a 10. Okay, mm-hmm. Martha goes next. Martha is going to use offhand as a bonus action to throw um, a dagger as a bonus action at him. Uh, she hits him. She deals him uh, four damage. Uh, hits him straight in the back, so he's going to fall. Martha, I don't know what I told you before, but the plan has changed. Um, so that was Martha's bonus action. Um, and then she is going to run over to Harold. And then it's your turn. I'm going to cast Banishment oh, fuck. on her. Okay. She has to beat a charisma saving throw. 16. Okay. She's pretty charismatic. She gets a plus four to this. She has to roll an 11 or lower. Okay. She rolled a 16. Fuck. Both of my fourth levels. Do you have whole person still? Uh, Yeah, but that was my action. Okay. It's Martha's turn. She's going to... Oh, no, it's Harold's turn. He's going to use his action to try to stand. He stands. Use half of his movement to do that. He's in a macer. Uh, he hits. And 1d6 plus 1. So that's um, 5 bludgeoning damage. So he, like, whacks her. She's a... She's... She's uh She's a bugbear. She's... That's does very little to her. Um, It is now Martha's turn. Martha's going to use the chill touch cantrip. Um, So she gets a plus seven to hit. That hits him. She's going to do 2d8 necrotic damage to him. That's three, four, so that's seven. And he can't regain HP until the start of his next turn. If he's undead, it's sulfur's disadvantage. He's not, so he does seven damage. So he is looking... Oh, he's fine. Okay. Um, And it's your turn. I'm going to cast Hold Person. Okay. Does she make a save? Wisdom. Can you pick that up for me? I dropped my die. Okay. Wisdom save. She's kind of wise. What is your DC? 16. She got an eight. All right. So you effectively hold her. Paralyzed. Um, Harold, look, you come out of initiative for briefly. Mm-hmm. So, um, Harold, go downstairs. I'm assuming everyone else is gathering for hors d'oeuvres. I heard about the order. I'm gonna go get them. And he fucking, go get them. He yes, fucking please do. Books it. Um, it's gonna take him two rounds to get down there and up. Two and it's rounds. Gonna, it's gonna take three rounds for everyone to get back here. Duration is up to one minute. That's only eighteen seconds. So each yeah. round is six seconds. Okay. So they come back up. She's still held. She's held in a ferocious position. Yeah. He has told them yeah. everything. I had... Thank you, Harold, for enlightening them. He doesn't trust you. They all come up, and I'm going to need you to roll persuasion. Can I like, Can I direct them to the, to the document? Like, Harold told them everything he heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, what is that? Persuasion? Mm-hmm. 16. Okay, tell me what you say. I'm going to roll a group check for them. Oh, fuck. No way. Hold on. How many of them are there? There's Harold. five. 
they all rolled below a 16. So what do you say? That's fucking bonkers. There, there was like a 9, a 12, a 14, a 15, and another number. But it was majority rules. Fuck me. Okay, so, so I what still do you got say? my hand out, like, holding Martha in place. Um, and I turn to them and I say, News to me, one month ago, I plotted to take the position of presidency for myself with the aid of my lovely maid Martha here. How could you? Mr. Luway, I can't believe this. I... Out of character, for sure. I agree. This is... This is not something I would do. I do... I don't know... I don't know what the difference between me and a month ago was. I have no desire for presidency. No more than anybody else. (sighs) Who's the most magical of these motherfuckers? I'm gonna say... Tiffany comes up to you and she says, Mr. Luway, can I see that scroll? Please do. She takes it from you, and I'm gonna find my fucking page again. Okay, program amnesia. This spell can erase your memories, including knowledge of specific events, create false memories, bestow a number of negative levels uh, to the char- the subject level uh, round, or the, the, the subject's character level. Erase a subject's previous personality, implanting a false set of memories and you can build a new persona for them. I'm going to look to the group and say, over the last month, have I changed? Have you, no- have you noticed any distinctive... Um, she looks at you and she says, well, Mr. Leeway, was Martha... Martha was a wizard, or she is a wizard, uh, but she's a lower-level wizard. She's lower in intelligence than you. Is it possible she, I think instead I... of... Altering your memory, she changed your personality. You've been acting weird today. You've been ruder. You've been off-putting. You're you're definitely not yourself. Fantastic. Louie, it's possible that you aren't even who you were a month ago. And they kind of all look around and they all kind of like, it kind of clicks for them. They go like, um, like Harold says like, you know what, Mr. Louie, yeah, she's kind of right, uh, You've... A month ago, I wanted to kill a man, and right now, I see no reason why he had to die. They all kind of think about it for a second, and they they realize that, you know, you all kind of sit there and talk, and they all realize that, fuck, Martha, Martha was supposed... Your plan originally was to wipe your memory of this entire event. She did that, but she fucked it up and changed your personality as well. Mm. You aren't the person that wanted to kill him anymore. Right. And they they struggle with this because they're like, yeah, okay, you killed him, but that's not you anymore. It's like, as as if that person no longer exists. He died with Stuart. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? To them, it's a good thing because it means that you probably don't want to kill anyone anymore. They, you know, look at this scroll, like all of the magical members of the party. You know, Harold says, uh... We can do an evaluation, Mr. Louay. I mean, you saved my life, so we can do an evaluation and we can see what effect of this magic you were put on her. If your personality was changed, if who you are has changed. And Harriet kind of jumps in and she says, like, then there's no reason to call the police. That person is no longer here. And they all kind of struggle with that for a second. And they, you know, they do get to talking and they say, like, like, can you roll persuasion for me real quick? Are we able to say that, like, each of us is taking turns, like, holding 
Martha at bay. Yeah, how much time does it hold her for? Uh, up to one minute. Okay. Um, you guys, while she was held, tied her up and put something in her mouth so she can't cast magic. Okay. Persuasion? Seven. Um, do it with advantage, the information that they know. 22. Okay. Martha's struggling on the ground trying to get undone, and they say, you know, the the only person who is aware of your plot and who is actively trying to hurt people was Marta. Marta set up the traps from what I hear. Only because I asked her to. Only because the me a month ago asked her to help me and follow through even after I forgot. Um... Harold comes over to you and casts Dispel Magic on you. And you feel no different. He says, tell I'm us... Tingly? What was that supposed to do? Oh, he's still rude. He looks at them. Um, well, it's nice to know I haven't changed entirely. Well, you were never this rude, Mr. Luway. Your family's known for being very polite and kind. Which is why you hired Martha, who's apparently murderous. Mm. You can see that they to some degree, aren't furious with you. You don't think they're going to call the police. It's a level of understanding. It's a level of, like, yeah, you did a shitty thing, but you're no longer that person. Mm. Literally. You could never be that person again. And those memories of you doing that are gone as well. And they Even if I could get them back, I don't think I would want to. And they look at Martha, and they say, like, you know, uh, Tiffany says, you know... Mr. Luway, you could do that for Martha, too. Martha's not a bad person. She was obeying her orders. You could wipe her whole memory of this, and she wouldn't have ever done it or known about it. You could do her that kindness. I think you owe her that much. You're right. I'm going to attempt to cast you, so you program have the... amnesia on Martha. Um. Okay, so um, are you going to Persona Rebuild? I'm not going to Persona Rebuild. I'm simply going to wipe her memory okay. of the last month. So you're going to wipe her memory for a month? I'm going to wipe her memory for a month involving everything involving this. Okay. This spell, like, because I've altered it, we're going to alter it so that you can wipe a month's worth because it's a powerful usage of the spell and that she used a powerful usage of the spell on you as well. So you do that. You erase her memory of the past month. Um, she goes unconscious for a little bit. You untie her while that's happening. Everyone stands around Martha. Um, Harold's gone downstairs to deal with the body of Stuart. Right. And they're all prepared to say that it was an accident to the police. Right. They, the, the work that, you know, Harry, or who's going to come up to you? Clifford comes up to you. He's still pissed at you. But he realizes, like, or he says, Clifford says, um, Clifford comes up to you and he says, Mr. Luay, you were not particularly kind to me today, but Martha has always been kind to me. And I like Martha. And this society is about doing good for the community. And I think we can all argue Stuart was not doing good. In light of what has happened here, I say that we elect a new president, that it is not... Mr. Lue, but that Mr. Lue is permitted to stay in the society seeing that he donates half of his wealth to charity. And that to you is like, fuck. I'm gonna have to sublet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lyle's just like, fair. I 
like sweating like profusely, just like yeah, seems seems fair. Martha Martha wakes up and she kind of like blinks her eyes. She looks at you and she's Mister Mister Wait, why am I on the floor? Martha, you've had a spill. I've fallen. Yes, you've you've been up for quite a long time. You would come too when you wandered in your sleep up to the study and. We were afraid to wake you, honestly. You know, you're not supposed to wake people whenever they're sleepwalking. And you've just come to... You've been up for a month. Roll. Deception. People give me the help action. Yep. 16. So that's 21. Roll again. See if you crit. All right. 21. Uh, she goes, right. Uh, Mr. Lewis, I will go wash myself up and I'll get straight back to it. Work. Martha, what, what's the last thing you remember? Uh... I I think I'd just gotten back from the shop. I don't quite remember what I was going to buy. Don't worry about that. Um, I will I will tend to our guests for the time being and um, make yourself a cup of tea. Just thank, thank you, Mr. Louis. And she scurries downstairs like Martha does. And that is where we're going to leave it. I was, for a little bit, I was suspecting Martha. I didn't not once think that I... Wow, what a twist. Yeah. It was me all along. It was you. You set up rooms to create a fucking good-ass alibi for yourself. Right. And you were going to advocate for Martha. Martha, you know, if Martha figured she'd fill you in at some point, and you'd be fine with it. But then you found all that shit that she forgot about. Yeah. And the stuff that she did wrong. Yeah. Or whatever went wrong when she tried to cast She tried to erase your memory, but she changed your personality. Right. Which changed any memory you had of being that person. Yeah. And disagreeing with that person So anything ideals. before the wine, you were a different person. So it's pretty much reborn. Yeah. But right. you didn't even know it. Yeah. Which is perfect when you were rude and people were like, you're acting weird. Why are you mm-hmm. acting weird? Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot more decision-making and piling together. And yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, thanks so much to Emma Cole, who helped put together those characters and helped me with the potion room quite a bit. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Partners in Crit, our Halloween episode, a super spooky episode. Yeah, tune in for more content. You can check out our, well, I guess our little outro is going to tell you where you can find us on socials. But, yeah, um, anything you want to say, Miles? Thank you all for joining me in my first solo murder mystery. I had to help you a little bit. Yes. But I, that's fine because yeah. I did it in a and d way. Um, you know, I had to remind you a little bit of the things you know, but like that's fine if you already yeah. know it. Um, it was getting stressful there for a while for me because I was like, oh my God, I he has to like, he has to hear all of the exonerations for him to suspect himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the, I did like the sudden, like you go into your study and I'm picturing, okay. There's another body there. Martha's in there. And she explains to me her devious plans or something like that. But then realizing, oh, okay, it was me. 
but I'm not the same person. That was that was a very enjoyable twist. The that spell, was a shock. The spell I found for this was perfect for this idea. Okay. Um, cause I didn't, I wanted, I wanted Lyle to be able to stay in the society. I didn't want it to be like a shitty ending, ending for you. Cause you know, that's no fun when you're just like, oh, I was the bad guy and now everyone hates me and I'm going to jail. <laughs> like that doesn't feel good as a player and maybe as a viewer, but as a viewer, like you're kind of like an anti-hero, mm. right? You're a bad guy that we're rooting for in the end that we're yeah. like, fuck, okay. Your personality is changed. You're not that person that hated him anymore, that wanted this elvish bastard to go away just because you want his power. You want, like, everything that he has. Yeah, so, Maz, do you have any idea what kind of campaign you're going to write next? Well, I know we have a couple of ideas in the mix, um, some things that we've talked about that we may want to try out. I feel like I would have a lot of fun uh, writing some sort of, like, steampunky sort of adventure. Maybe that'll be something in the future. I thought you were going to say steamy. I was like, oh, my God. What the hell? No. Nope. <laughs> That's not for the public, Miles. No. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think something uh, steampunky, like... Uh, old age, space age sort of vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Miles is very into steampunk stuff. He's very into like that all that whole vibe of like, ooh, this is old, but it's technology. We're big fans of Fallout, um, yeah. the Fallout video game series. We have the Nuka Cola Girl in our like as a centerpiece in our living room. <laughs> yeah, that's like Adam Punk. I I, pick, I I really enjoyed the idea of like, okay, there are cogs everywhere that don't need to be there, but they <laughs> serve a function. And uh, like... can you do um, an insight check on that cog? Um, okay, uh, roll initiative. Um, awesome. Okay, so the cog hits you for uh, two hundred damage. <laughs> Um, and you die. Does, is that over half of your HP? It's, is that like double your HP? Does that kill you and then kill you again? It would are seem you, that I don't have dead? to write a, a steampunk <laughs> story. We just did one and yeah. I was killed by the, uh, the cog of was, uselessness. It was the cog all along. <laughs> the cog of uselessness. Please, if you write a steampunk adventure, I want an item called the cog of uselessness. Mm-hmm. So we have social medias. We have Instagram and we have TikTok that you mm-hmm. can go, you can comment on, and you can let us know um, if you're liking this content, if you'd like to see maybe, like, a this day and age one where, like, they can, like, have access to cell phones or, like, like what kind of content appeals to you in D&D at this second? Yeah, like, we're we're both pretty flexible with different settings that we can work with like we've already done like a couple of fantasy ones now we've done like a like a 1930s more modern one yeah we've done um yeah like a modern more post-apocalyptic like a middle ages one with um uh, the first episode we ever did yeah so we can we can kind of jump around and you know obviously we'll tell a story that we the the dm and the player are interested in but we we'd also like to make sure that we're filling in content that you would like to hear so please let us know what you would be interested in hearing and 
we'll work with it. Yeah, and let us know if you're out there, because I see that people listen to it. We get a few videos each week, a few more listeners each week. So, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. All right. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, there's more to come. You can catch sneak peeks at new episodes on our social media pages. We are on Instagram and TikTok under the username Partners in Crit. That's P A R T N E R S I N C R I T. We also have links to our website and our social media in the show notes. Thank you to our friend Emma Cole for our lovely cover art. See you next time. Bye.